Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of Hashtag Anime Talk. We back to our podcast ways because of quarantine, but not me and Crystal couldn't link uh, this week. So it's just audio version this week, episode 49 on deck. Let me introduce my co-host before we get into anything that's down the road. But this is a this is a very special episode. Very extremely excited to be joined by a special guest. But first, let me introduce my co-host, Mr. Krissa SJE. Krissa, how you doing in these times, my brother? Man, I'm not gonna lie, bro. I'm still working through this uh through this quarantine, but I am liking the fact that on my off days I actually have a reason to stay in the house and just catch up on anime. Like I've been watching so much and reading so much and to be honest with you, I've been playing a lot of Pokemon. That's not too different than usual, but I've actually been having time to dedicate to it being this quarantine. So I'm I'm feeling great. Oh yeah, you're Zoro with the Pokemon games with three different systems. Yo. That's oh, people crazy. people thought I was joking, bro. When I was playing I posted that picture on uh on Twitter or whatever, I was literally playing Pokemon X while playing Pokemon Ultra Moon while playing Pokemon Sword so I could fill up my Pokemon bank. I'm like doing too much right now, but this is the <laughs> funnest experience I've ever had with Pokemon. Like I'm, I was so skeptical whenever uh, Sword and Shield dropped, if it was going to be good, whenever Home was announced and the DLC was announced. Like, this is just the, the most fun I've ever had playing Pokemon. Hell yeah, brother. Well, then, yeah, that's what I'm saying. I've been reading a lot of manga during the quarantine, so that's the, the manga, anime, video games, getting us through this for sure, because I've been playing some COD, but we are excited to <laughs> give you an episode of this to get you through it. And we are joined by a very special guest, Mr. Richard Epcar. So we're going to do the news as usual. No questions this week. And then right after we finish the news, the interview with Mr. Epcar is going to start. But super excited to have him on the pod. I mean, the voice of Joseph Joestar, the voice of Batu from Ghost in the Shell, the voice of Jigen from Lupin the Third. And I must say, there's a little gem in there about Lupin the Third, because Mr. Epcar told us an exclusive story of when he met Monkey Punch and what they discussed, the creator of Lupin the Third. So that was super dope. Wow, that's great. Yeah, yeah. so people have a lot to look forward to coming this episode, but we got a lot to discuss because last week we didn't have a lot of news, but it seemed like all the news wanted to drop right after we dropped the episode. And one of the biggest news things that dropped was I told you this, Chris, and I got I to get you to apologize to the Bleach fans out there. Last week, you came on the pod and said, oh, yeah, that little live stream, they're not even getting a video game. They're getting a mobile game. Well, turns out <laughs> I was right. The biggest, the, yo, they're getting the thousand-year blood war are coming back. They're doing it to finish off the manga. But not only that. Kishimoto's, I mean, no, not Kishimoto, Kubo's getting his one-shot manga, Burn the Witch, turned into a serialization, so we're going to get full chapters, but not only that, it's getting an anime, so before we get your take, let me tell people what Burn the Witch is about, you can go read the one-shot on uh, the Shonen Jump app or Viz app, it's all translated, and it's out there, but the chapter itself centers on Noel Na. Naish, or 
Nayashi and Nini Spangle, who work as witches at the Wingbird headquarters in Reverse London's Natural Dragon Management Agency. Those who live in Reverse London are able to see supernatural creatures such as dragons. Noel and Nini work to promote coexistence between these creatures and humans, but sometimes must undergo missions to exterminate evil creatures. And yes, this takes place in the same world as Bleach. Chris, a Bleach fans were getting on your ass, bro. It was, it was lit <laughs> for that that week, like two weeks ago. And, and honestly, it just ended last week. But the Bleach stands united and took over Twitter. I was low key, kind of just like, okay, I get it, y'all. Show's coming back, but it's a big deal. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Like, I'm, and uh, this is my big thing, right? You know how critical I am on Bleach. Um, Same, yeah. Uh, I do got to say, I do enjoy Bleach. Uh, I'm not 150% caught up. I plan to be 100% caught up by the time, um, you know, the thousand, what is it called? Thousand Blood War? The Thousand Year Blood War, yeah. By the time that drops, I should be caught up. I'm still, I I just, the last thing I watched was the Grimjow versus Ichigo rematch where, I don't know, it was was wild, you know what I'm saying? But, uh. I need to catch up to all the Ukiora and all the. Um, Ooh, I'm right at your heels. I'm right before that. Oh, so you, you, you right there. Yeah, I've been watching some Bleach during this quarantine. And I'm not gonna lie, Bleach is is a classic series. I will give it that. I'm not too fond of Ichigo compared to my favorite um, Shonen MCs like the Naruto's, Luffy's of the Big Three, and the Goku and the Use Ks. You know what I'm saying? Ichigo just doesn't really float my boat. I can see how he would float others' boat because it is. Uh, he is a badass character. He whenever he like pulls up, he he does work. You know what I'm saying? He he's a dope, energetic character. To me, he's just he's not, it doesn't float my boat. But I do rock with Bleach super hard. And as much hate that I threw at Bleach, I'm I'm hyped to see them get uh their anime continue because that's like somebody coming to me and announcing that Yu Hakusho is getting a reboot or uh continuation or Hunter Hunter's finally getting finished or they're bringing back Blood Lad. So uh, I could definitely see uh. How the Bleach fans are hyped, and I'm happy for them, to be 100% honest. Yeah, I'm happy for them as well. This is dope. And I'm excited to read Burn the Witch. Taikubo's coming back to Shonen Jump. This is going to be dope, and I'm excited to see. It looked good from the little trailer they released. So I'm happy for uh, Bleach fans. I definitely read a little bit. I didn't read the whole chapter, but I read a little bit into it. And it seems intriguing so far. Like, I'm super hyped for the anime to drop. I'm probably going to keep up with the manga as well. But, um... Burn the Witch looks really dope. Like that that's something it seems like something I can get into uh, very easily. Like this it's weird that to say this is my kind of bag, uh more than Bleach is, but this is my kind of bag. I like the weird side throw it off stories, the the chick centric story if that makes sense, whatever the case may be. But it see, really I don't dope, think but I'm not gonna lie. I don't know if it's gonna be as much etchy me. as you think. No, that's what I'm saying. Like I've 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 done the romance manga, I've done the like I was super intrigued by Beastars and the stuff that I was more intrigued about wasn't the etchy kind of stuff. Like, I like just weird throw-it-off stories. Like, if I'm going to get into it, I was watching, like, a certain Magical Girl Index the other day, and um, that's throw-it-off in it. So I like I like just catching these gems that's not really my, not saying my usual bag, but the, the unusual bag is my usual bag. Like, the Africa Salaryman kind of show. I've still been watching Saikiki. I've been watching a lot of Gintama. So this seems like it's going to be up my alley. See, I'm going to disagree with you in the sense that I don't think it's going to be like that. I think this goes into kind of our next story with Samurai 8 being canceled. But I think this will tie in once I explain. Because if you read Samurai 8 in the ending, you know it's it's leading to Princess Anne becoming a samurai. This seems almost like a prequel. And with this, Taikubo's coming back with a female-centric-led story. 
Kishimoto might be coming back with a female-led centric battle shown in manga. I think with Promise Neverland and having these two titans right and people are going to want to see it because it's Taikubo and Kishimoto, I think they're going to be pushing a female centric era of battle shonen. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. I'm I'm here for that. Like that's my kind of Me too. Uh this was this was super edgy, but I, I loved Iki Towson, which was like a um female lead. I I like seeing females get shine. I hate characters uh like Sakura who not not to let the Sakura stand force come for me, you know what I'm saying? But I definitely don't really like useless female characters. I like my female characters to hold weight. I like my Misakas uh of the the world to just be badass and you know what I'm saying? Like Not- it's time. It's time Shonen Jump like gave because there's so many stories with the dude being the protagonist. It's time we got some action where she's not a damsel in distress or where it's not some etchy stuff. Give us a battle shonen like Black Lagoon what did that. And this this is something that in the typical shonen tropes with two of the big three creators, if Samurai 8 comes back, but even if it doesn't with Taikubo with this, this is something that I think Shonen Jump needs to do. And man, boy, did they wear out your typical typecasty kind of stuff, your stereotypes for the Shonen MCs. They wore that, like ran that into the ground. Like if I see another hungry Shonen MC, another goofy, stupid, like if I see another Goku Luffy copycat, I know they're trying to get away from that. You know what I'm saying? I, I'm, I'm enjoying it. I'm, I'm glad that, you know, uh, Midoriya isn't your standard Shonen MC, but I'm, I'm looking forward to the new generation of Shonen where you're getting a lot of more female. Because it, it's crazy to think that Shonen, uh, a demographic targeted towards younger boys, would have a lot of female um, main characters. But as much as I know females love Sailor Moon and um, Car Captor Sakura or whatever, I know a million females that love Naruto, love Bleach. Yeah, like, man. It's females like... that ride or die for Bleach harder than me. You know what I'm saying? And that's what I'm saying. It might be that's like the title of Shonen, which what the word actually means. But like, as it's grown and and progressed throughout the years, like there's as many male fans as female fans, and you gotta target that demographic as well. So good on Shonen Jump. Seeing them get their representation. You know what I'm saying? As as well as the dudes getting their representation, the girls getting their representation, because they are just as big of a fan of this as us. Facts, and that's the thing. And it's like if that if that theory comes to be true, I'm happy for all parties involved. So good I for see. the bleach fans and good for the, before the we fans move on from the bleach. I got one I got I just got one thing to say before we move on from bleach because I feel like it's it's it needs to be said. You know what I'm saying? Just because I'm I got my ears to this to the Twitter streets. So I know what Twitter be on, you know what I'm saying? But basically for the past I don't know how long, bro. Like probably five to how long has it been since Bleach ended? It's been a while. Like two thousand so it's been like at least five years minimum. And I'm, I'm that's that's minimal. For the past like five or so years, we have been ragging on Bleach. Not saying we as, as meaning the whole anime community, but even Bleach fans to a certain point were like, okay, dude, some of them were like, we're not going to get a continuation. We just need a... Some of them held out there. You see nothing. You see nothing but Bleach stands on Twitter like, yeah, man, Bleach is coming back. We're going to get it. And everybody kicked them and was like, nah, it's not happening. Get over it. Psych. Hunter Hunter's going to finish before y'all get a Bleach. <laughs> Bleach continuation. And I was one of those people who was like, I would get the jokes off, you know what I'm saying? Before I even started Bleach, I'd get the jokes off. Well, at least my anime's done. It's going to get finished, yada, yada. But um, I will say that Bleach fans right now, this is their era. And if there was any time for Bleach fans to get cocky and talk their shit and say some I told you so's, it's right now. So I don't want to see none of the, the Bleach haters on Twitter being like, oh, man, these Bleach fans getting out of control. No, this is their time. We've been killing on them for years. You know how long they've waited faithfully for this? 
Oh yeah, no facts. This, this is definitely all, all of us, but we rolled our eyes. This is definitely their time to shine. I'm not gonna let you sit here and say that's this the era, but this they time to shine. I'm not gonna give him the, the <laughs> era because because Luffy is still not Pirate King yet. So huh, I don't care if Ichigo coming back for a little term. That manga been finished. But this is y'all anime Bleach fans. This is y'all's time to shine, and I'm excited for y'all. Y'all 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 deserve this right now. So enjoy your moment. But next up, we got in a recent interview with G Kids. It's been announced that. They have acquired the film rights to the CGI film of Lupin the Third, and they are they are known for releasing a lot of Studio Ghibli films as well as Weathering with You. So it's in good hands, and it's coming to North America finally. I'm excited to see this Lupin uh, film. We don't have a re- official release date yet, but there are plans to both dub it and sub it for the release. Hopefully, it can get in the theaters. Yeah, for sure. Like uh, that's. A big hope for me. I definitely would love to see Lupin on the big, um, especially because that one looks so good. It really, it looks big screen worthy. It looks like it could really dominate. And that's the thing, like it, it deserves it. So hopefully we can get it. Hopefully G Kids takes care of that. But they put Weathering with you in uh, theaters for at least a day, and like people love that film. And you know what it does good? They bring it back. Like when My Hero did good, the first rip, they had it for two days, and they was like, oh, this did too good. We gotta bring it back next weekend. They brought it back a little while longer. And uh, for the future releases, they tried to make the newer releases after that have a few more days because they know people are going to buy tickets. So we need right. to keep the same energy with everything. Yeah, so hopefully we can see. Hopefully do the you quarantine think- crap is done, yeah. Yeah, oh, they, I don't think if they bring it to America, they're going to wait. They're going to wait till this shit takes its time because, like, they're pushing back all movies. So if it gets a theater release, it's, it's, it's not going to be till all this stuff is over with. But next up, we got something that's coming in June – Chris, are you excited for Baki season two going to be on Netflix worldwide June fourth? Not even the slightest. Not to <laughs> not to be not to kill on Baki fans. You feel me? But Baki just I don't know. It didn't do it for me. I understand there's a certain amount of um what's the word uh gore and just you know it's violent. supposed to be uncomfortable. You know what I'm saying? It's supposed to be so violent it makes you uncomfortable to a certain extent. But to me, it just didn't. It's not my bag. I'd rather see uh violent stuff. In a, in a different man because to me hunter hunter was super gory and violent not super but it was gory and violent enough you know what i'm saying they're the real like, hero, bro super violent gory and i love it they do it in such a good way but uh to me baki is just kind of overkill and that seems to be like just the main to me baki is only super crazy fights and that's about it like you're not getting nothing else from baki in my opinion not yeah. saying i know more than uh faithful baki fans but to me i feel like i got what i need from baki from watching as much of it as i did i don't know how many episodes i got through like maybe six seven and i'm just like this is not my bag i finished the season they did have good fights but like i don't know if i'm i'm checking for it on june 4th i may check for it after twitter's like is this good is it not yeah i'm i'm, I'm not i'm not hype on that but i am hyped for the official website for the b stars anime announced that the show's second season will premiere in 2021 uh, but just for some just for some people to understand, it debuted on Netflix in Japan on October 8th of 2019. So it didn't come to America worldwide until March 13th. So whenever it does drop in Japan on 2021, you may see like a a, a little bit of delay. So it may have the Darohe Daro syndrome where you might have to trap out the bandwidth for a little bit. Yeah, I, I ain't gonna lie. I probably would have trapped out the bandwidth if I knew we... Like, I didn't know B-Stars was out. Like, well, it wasn't out officially. So, uh, in uh, October, you said? Yeah, it was October of last year. And see, 
that's why at the time I remember when we watched the trailer and we saw that it was coming out, and then when it wasn't out, we were like, "Oh, whatever, this isn't out yet." But it was. It was just it was in Netflix jail. We just didn't know it. I'm not gonna lie, bro. I'm glad I waited because I got the dub, and the dub was not bad. I know people are gonna get on me, especially B Star uh, sub enthusiasts are gonna be like, "Oh no, I was trapped out the band with." Uh, B-Stars is amazing sub. You need to watch the sub. The dub is garbage. Knowing damn well they never watched the dub. You know what <laughs> I'm saying? It, it, but, it, to me, it was really good. Yo, I, look, let's talk about it right now. Did you, would you think of the game non-spoiler because I'm not quite finished. I got like two, three episodes left, but I, I really like the show and I like the dub. Yeah, I was by it. Like me and you, we, uh, last episode before we shot, la- or uh, yeah, before we shot last episode, we watched the first two episodes and, um, they were intriguing. Like, I was sitting there. You were like, let's watch the first two. And I was like, ah, let's just watch the first one and see see how it goes. And after we got to the end of the first one, I was like, oh, we got to watch the second one. So we get to the second one, and everybody knows the big whammy in the season two. I mean, uh, episode two, uh, the the heavily memed, heavily posted on Twitter, uh, furry hentai, quote, unquote, scene. Yeah. But um, I, I'm sitting there. I get home. I'm like, okay, let me show this to my girl and see what she thinks, right? So I, my, me and my girl watch episode one and two, and she comes off of the second episode like, huh, all right, not watching this no more. So <laughs> I keep watching it. She comes back and watch it towards the halfway through the uh, halfway point through the season because she sees me watching it, and she gets into it. And she's like, okay, this is actually pretty good. Not what I thought it was going to be. And I got to say the same. Like We got to the end of the um, first season, and I was sitting there like, wow, this is refreshing because I was not expecting uh, all this to happen. Yeah, uh, just basically. By the time I get to the end of season one, I wanted a season two, and I I didn't think I would get that from B Stars. I thought I'd be like, okay, this is cool, but this is actually something super fascinating. I love the story, love the characters, love the way the story is told. Um, everything's executed tastefully, so I definitely got to give B Stars that uh, its props. It's yeah, worth man, the look, that people feel them. even where I'm at right now, it this show is super refreshing. I'm digging the mystery aspect. This is the closest thing to slice of life that I've, I've watched in a while. And the say is just a bunch of animals, and they get you to care about them. Like the story is super well, and the way they tell it. And I, like you said, I, I like the dub cast. And I'm glad you brought the slice of life point as uh, as well, because I was telling my girl this. I was like, man, this just reminds me of an anime, Animal Degrassi. Mm. I feel like I'm just the way that they do the drop. And see, if anybody knows anything about me, I knew Drake way before he was Drake. Yes, I mean, wheelchair. And it, it helped me. It helped me like Drake a little bit more, and it helped me dislike Drake a little bit more. Whenever it started from the bottom came out, I was sitting there like, "Ah, uh, did you really though?" You know what I'm saying? I know it's not Drake talk, it's anime talk, but I'm just saying, like, being a super big fan of the Grassy and that style of show. Like, I remember I used to watch Daria and all these high school shows, right? Yeah, so I'm same, watching same, all these other anime. Slice of Life anime bag is not really my bag because usually Slice of Life is in a school setting and I'm not in school. I'm a grown man. So usually it, it turns me off just seeing these kids do kid stuff, being all this relationshipy stuff. Like I was into Degrassi when I was in high school, but I don't know if I could get that. Watch the yeah, right no, now. Facts. Like, hell I say that knowing I damn near, I, I, I damn well watched the new season that was on Netflix like last year, the year before, whenever it dropped. Not the point. The point is this was done crazily like the drama had me on the edge of my seat i'm sitting there like oh so and so like so and so but they like so and so so and so like so and so but he wants to keep his bloodline pure i'm i'm loving all the uh interactions i'm sitting there talking to the characters like you know how uh people talk to movie <laughs> talk to the movies in the movie theaters or whatever yeah. i'm yelling at the characters like oh you idiot like i remember whenever um haru was thirsting over louis and uh you know what i'm saying 
Louis has shown his true colors and how he feels about her and how he feels like what he wants to do. I'm sitting there like, ah, you, you idiot. Like, go for my boy, uh, yeah, <laughs> Lego shit. You know what I'm saying? You worry about yeah. the wrong shit. But um, definitely, it hit all the right the right bags it was supposed to hit. And I wouldn't be able to, uh, I, I say that, you know, I outgrew Degrassi and all those kind of shows to say I wouldn't be able to ingest this kind of show if it wasn't uh, B-Stars done with the, the heavy content. Because it was, it was heavy, the whole thing about I, I'm eating, like I'm a carnivore. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, Basically, no, in, a, in a world where carnivore stuff is not cool. They did a good job of making it carnivore and everything, but it's a, it's really just like a, 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 a look at life with people with differences, and they did it in a very tasteful way that it's like it wasn't preachy, it wasn't harped upon, it was just like this. It is what it is. Like these people, like mm-hmm. they like they have differences, but can they get a, can they get along and, and and overcome that those differences? The story really sells it. The story sells it. The interactions between characters and the characters themselves are all standout characters. They're all believable. They all uh, make you feel for them to a certain extent, and. I just I feel like the show is just written incredible, incredibly. No, I agree with you. So I'm excited for season two. I will be done by next week because, like, like I said, I only got three left. But next up, we got let's get into some of the stuff that Funimation is bringing in spring 2020 that we may be into. First up, we got the Kingdoms anime third season will be a part of the spring 2020 release in the U.S., Canada, the U.K., and Ireland. The third season of the Kingdom anime covers the Alliance arc now. I know before we were confused if they because it had whole new animation style, but they're picking up from where the uh, the anime left off before. And my suggestion to you guys is just read the manga up until the Alliance arc and pick up with this anime because the the animation looks amazing. It's it's really not like honestly, Chris, I am right where the anime is starting. Like that's where I stopped. So I'm I'm just gonna watch it from from the anime side. If it's just not good, I'm gonna go back to the manga. But I'm excited for this, and I know you said you're about to start Kingdom soon. Does this get you more excited to read? Because knowing that when if you get caught up, you can get the anime come spring 2020. Yeah, for sure. Kingdom's definitely intriguing. Uh, I, I saw somebody say something about um, Shonen has uh, Bleach, One Piece, and Naruto, and um, some say Dragon Ball is the father of it or whatever. That's the four main ones people talk about from the OGs. And then they were like, this is Sainians. And they were like, uh, Vinland Saga is the new head. Um, and then they got, you know, Berserk, Kingdom, and Vagabond or whatever. Yeah, and I'm Vagabond. sitting there looking at them. I'm like, I think it's time. It's time for me to start one. Because there's no way I'm just not going to. I don't think Sainian is just not my bag. I just think that all the Sainian goats are so old. That's like telling somebody in 2020 to go watch Dragon Ball and they've never watched Dragon Ball before. You know what I'm saying? But see, I think I, it is, it, 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 I see how you could think it's like that, but it's not like, yo, like, cause see, it, it, if you're going to watch them, well, you can't watch Vagabond, but if you're going to, if you're going to do anything, I suggest you read those pieces because the Berserk anime, not, not quality. It's the manga. Kingdom. And I was kind of finally- telling you that before too. Yeah. And Kingdom, we're finally getting the quality so you can read up until the point and then just jump on. Cause man, this 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 kingdom shit has potential to hit like Vinland. And it seems like the kind of story I'd be into. It seems like uh, just from the the uh, descriptions, because a couple people told me about it. Like you never watched Kingdom yet. This is why you need to watch it. So I've gotten straight some war, bro. It. And it seems dope. It seems really dope. It's straight and up Bleach war. Uh, it's Game of Thrones like with the politics and betrayal, and then it's just straight battle. But there's no dragons. And it's just, it's crazy, man. Like, it, the way that they intrigue you 
just from like the first arc, it's like, oh, you're hooked. It's like I got to know how the how how uh, my boy Shin gets through all of this. And to be honest with you, out of the four that they named Vagabond, uh, Vinland Saga, I did like Vinland Saga, but I didn't love it, love it. Like I, by the time I got to the end of season uh, one, I was like, okay, this is dope. Like I'm I'm into it. I'm more into it than I am uh, a Bleach. You know what I'm saying? But uh, Kingdom seems like out of the four that I mentioned to be the one that most seems like my bag. So I'm kind of excited to start this one because uh, like I was saying before we kind of started, I started Bleach. I watched the OG Bleach. I didn't watch the whole thing. Watched the first like three or four episodes, and I was like, man. How did people watch this old ass shit? Even back in the day, I couldn't get it. Are you talking about Berserk? That's what I meant to say. I, I said Bleach. Yeah. I don't know the bees got me messed up, but uh, Berserk. I watched the first few episodes of Berserk. I'm like, uh, I don't know if it was done in the late '80s or early '90s, but to me, the animation wasn't super terrible. I did watch the dub. The dub wasn't the best to me. The animation wasn't the best to me. The concept and the whole first few episodes didn't go where I, I wanted them to go as fast as I'd like them to get there. And I'm, I, I tried to. Give the Netflix movies a try, the the 3D joints, you know what I'm saying? The the ones where it's like movies, but they adapted arcs into movies, and that just didn't float my boat either. So like you said, I may just have to read that one, but uh, Kingdom's kind of excited me because I forgot that they even had a, a anime adaptation, and I forgot that they were even getting a new season. I just thought that was going to be one I was going to have to start and just read my whole way through, mm-hmm. but it's going to be dope to see that uh, animated. Yeah, no, I'm excited. So, and the Alliance arc's not that far in, and it's if you get up to that point, it's it you're hooked at that point because everything is crazy, and you end up loving those characters. But the next thing they got coming spring 2020 that that seems a little intriguing, the Millionaire Detective. They're doing a bunch of detective stuff, and I'm here for it. That's right up my bag. Look, it's coming spring. This is what it's going to be about. It follows Detective Daisuke. Uh, Kambe and his partner Haru Kato as they work on cases at the modern crime prevention headquarters where only people who've caused problems for the police end up. Daisuke is a bit materialistic, ended up using his vast wealth to solve crimes, becoming ever detached to the human element of it all. Kaito, on the other hand, believes money is in everything and is repulsed by Daisuke's lack of compassion. These two investigators will have to overcome their differences if they're going to solve the mysteries ahead of them. This sounds cra- this sounds pretty interesting. Kind of Batman E with like the main guy. He's kind of like this rich prick who just has a lot of money and is smart. And then his partner's like this this humble homie who has who's gonna help him out. I'm, I'm into it. I'm gonna see what's up. The animation looks good. Yeah, I can get jiggy with this. So we're gonna see what's up. Spring 2020. These are just some of the things that are coming. The final news thing we have today is that One Piece Stampede will be released on Blu-ray and DVD on June 8th. So for all you collectors out there, you can go pick up Stampede and see the wonderfulness again on June 8th. Yeah, I need that for sure, for sure. You know I'm a collector. You know that's gonna sit on my shelf and stay. Yeah, I know. I'll tap out the bandwidth when I want to watch. I feel like when I purchase a hard copy of something. It gives me permission to trap out the band with a little bit. Because, like, I bought it. I, I spent money to support the release. So if I got to watch it, have I want to uh, watch it after that. You know what I'm saying? Fact. No, I'm Just with you. I like even the, the DVDs or the Blu-rays untouched. They look so pretty. You know what I'm saying? It's like a a, a, a manga that's not bent. You know what I'm saying? Yep. No, I, I look, that's, what, that's why I put these new style stories in there. Because I know people like you in the anime community are huge collectors. I, I put these stories in there for the Krissa collectors of the world. So just to let y'all know, it's going to be out June 8th. But that's all the news we have today. Before we get into the review, and let me say this. If you stick around till the end of the interview, which is coming up after I say all this, and then the review portion where we're going to review 
the uh, most recent episodes of My Hero Academia and the finale and the episode, the penultimate episode of Dero Hatero. If you stick around till the end of all that, if you're caught up on the Demon Slayer manga, me and Crystal will have a discussion about chapter 200 and just what we think of the series at this point. So it's going to be spoiler heavy. It's going to be all the way at the end before we give our, our, our socials and whatnot in the episode. But that's the last little nugget of this episode. But without further ado, let's get into the, the interview with Mr. Richard Epcar. Hello, Anime Talk fans. Look, we have a very special guest for you guys today. Being that this is an anime show, we love to get voice actors on the show. And we have a legend today. You may know him as the voice of Joseph Joestar. You may know him as the voice of Bobo 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 Bo. He's been Jigen and Lupin. And for my Batman fans, he's been Commissioner Gordon and the Joker. We have none other than the legendary Mr. Richard Epcar. How are you doing today, Mr. Epcar? Thank you so much for joining us. I'm doing well. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Oh, ain't no thing. It's a, it's a pleasure and an honor to have you on the show today. My first question has to be, you've done so many iconic roles. How, how does it feel when you get one of those new big roles? For example, you've been Jigen in all of the, the loop, most of the Lupin stuff. You were Zenigata for, uh, I believe, a movie. But, or, jo- or Joseph Joestar, when you get these iconic roles, how does it feel after you get them? That, that has to just be the first thing. Or do you not realize it until you see the impact it has on the people? Well, you know, a lot of this is just work to us. You know, we go to the studio, we get hired to do different characters. You know, most of the time we audition for the various characters. And if we get cast, we go in and record them. We never know how, if they're going to, if it's going to be a big thing or not. When I did, uh, when I did, uh, you know, a couple of these shows, I had no idea they were going to be as big as they were, to be honest with you. And uh, so, yeah, you know, it, it, a lot of times it's just, that, you know, after the fact. And then there's sometimes you go in and you do these shows, you think, oh, my God, this is this is a fantastic show. And, and then it, nothing happens with it. So, you know, you never know on this stuff. It's, it's all kind of a roll of the dice. 100 percent. And speaking of voice acting, I'd be remiss because we have a lot of fans who who've asked questions about how to get into the industry. I want to get your story on how you got into voice acting. And then once you give your story, if you can, if you have any advice for aspiring voice actors, you could give it at the end, but I would love to hear how you got into the industry and just, just your story when it comes to voice acting. Well, you know, I came, uh, you know, I, I trained as an actor. I was, I uh, went to the university of Arizona when I was uh, going to college and uh, I, I got a performing arts degree. Uh, I did a lot of theater there and I did some television there and that's how I got my Screen Actors Guild card. And I came to LA to be an on-camera actor. I did a lot of soaps and TV shows and then I'm, I, I joined a uh, repertory theater out here and that's how I met my, uh, my wife, Ellen Stern. And, uh, basically she had done a movie that they were, uh, the the producers were not happy with the voices in the movie and they wanted to replace the voices so they had auditions and she asked if she could bring me along and i went and the guy said to me have you done this before and i said oh yeah i've done it a million times i never did it before in my life and uh i uh, i took to it because you know this is this is dubbing i'm talking about right now which is what you know 99.9 percent of the anime is because uh dubbing the difference between the dubbing and the uh the original uh 
voice acting is that you know, when you're dubbing your you have to you know, match the lip flaps and do the lip sync so mm-hmm. uh you know i'm really good at that because i'm also a drummer and there's a real rhythm to this stuff so i really took to it like a duck to water and i got i got that part and then from there they cast me in a bunch of stuff and then from that i got into robotech which was a big show back in the 80s that was actually on network television and just blew up and i had no idea that was going to take off at all that show that was the example <laughs> of doing something i just thought was a little you know show that i didn't think anything would happen to and that show blew up and then from there i just never stopped working i just started doing all kinds of digimon and uh, uh power rangers and a bunch of stuff at saban and uh you know just went on and on and on and just uh, have not stopped since uh I have a- so i, I- yeah, go ahead. Oh, no, no, not to cut you off, because that Robotech series lasted so long. It was such a a super, super dope series. And just to, to see you voice multiple characters in it, just any any yeah. memory from that show? Well, you know, the, <laughs> it was kind of a funny deal because uh, the guy who pitched it, uh, Carl Masek, who was, he, he created it, basically it's, three different shows that he pieced together. And the reason he had to do that was he had already gone to uh, Harmony Gold and they had gone to, uh, they all gone to ABC, I believe it was. And they pitched the show and they said, yeah, we'll, we'll take it. And they bought the show, but they wanted uh, a certain amount of, uh, 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 you know, episodes. I think it was 26 and he didn't have 26 episodes. So he had to buy these other shows and kind of cut them together and make, make uh, 26 episodes of this thing. So he could have a complete uh, series. So he was basically, you know, editing this stuff uh, during the night and he would bring it in the studio during the day and we were recorded during the day and it was, they were in a huge hurry to get it out. So we were recording in three different studios at Intersound on Sunset and uh, you'd go into one studio and record your character there and you go across the hall, record your character in another episode and go down the stairs and record your character in another episode. I mean, it was, it was insane. And we were doing this all at like two o'clock in the morning. So it was like, it was really kind of nutty. Um, and then, you know, like I said, from that, everything just kind of blew up. And I just started doing uh, all kinds of shows after that. And it, it turned out to be a good thing. I got into the Transformers. I got into, you know, all kinds of different shows. And uh, um, and Loop on the Third, of course, I directed uh, most of those uh, uh, shows and did a lot of the movies and played vegan. And you're right, I did play Jigen for the most part. I played Zenigata about uh, three or four times now. Uh, you know, I always like being part of uh, Lupin, no matter what. But, you know, he's, uh, you know, honestly, he's not my favorite character. I, I love playing Jigen. He's really my guy. That's and, what I was going to uh, ask. Who do you prefer? And got to say this, rest in peace to the legendary Monkey, Monkey Punch, the creator of Lupin the Third. And I was going to ask you, who do you prefer, Jigen or Zenigata? <laughs> Well, always Jigen. I always prefer Jigen. And, you know, it's funny. We were when we recorded the first uh, batch, it was the Red Jacket series. And this is uh, this has got to be in uh, the 80s or 90s sometime. And uh, and Monkey Punch came in and I met him and he's he's a I'm a very big guy. I don't know if you know, I'm six, six. I'm a very tall guy. And uh, Monkey Punch came in. He literally like came up to my waist. I mean, it was really I think I stood up. I think I scared the hell out of him. But uh Anyway, they took a bunch of pictures of us together, and I never got one of them, sadly, to say. I really wanted one, but I never got a copy of any of the pictures. But it was really fun to meet him, and he really created a cool uh, show. And the thing that he and I really shared was that uh, 
both of us were huge James Bond fans. And he basically, he told me and he, he admitted to me, he said, I, you know, I took a lot of elements from the James Bond movies and put them into uh, loop on the third. So, uh, you know, it was kind of fun to, to, uh, you know, that we had that in common and we both enjoyed that so much. That's an all, you know, that's an amazing story. And I appreciate you for telling it on the show. I want to ask you any advice for aspiring voice actors out there. Yeah. You know, the thing is, uh, you have to remember it's voice acting, you know, it's acting. So if you want to, if you want to get work in this business, then, you know, you have to become the best actor you can be. And, and the way to do that is, you know, a lot of the, a lot of the younger people that are maybe listening to this are in college or whatever. So take some, take some acting courses, take some speech courses, take some, you know, they may even have voice acting classes at this point in colleges. And if they do take them, because, you know, honestly, in, in college, it's probably, uh, you know, going to be a lot easier to do it that way than when you get out here and try to take with a, you know, private co coach or something like that, because that can be very expensive to do that. Uh, you know, just become the best actor you can be. Read out loud every day. That's probably the best advice I can give to anyone who wants to do this work. Because when you go in the booth, you have to cold read a performance. And what that means is you, we never get to see the scripts until we go in the booth. So we basically uh, have to bring that stuff alive the first, you know, time or two around. And uh, that's that in itself is, is an art and a talent. So uh, I would read out loud and become the best actor you can be. And then, uh, you know, and then maybe study with a, with a coach who does actually does this work. And then you've got to be careful because there's a lot of shysters out there who will charge you a lot of money and won't help you, but uh, make sure they're, they're good, you know, uh, uh, qualified coaches that do this work and that can actually teach you how to do this correctly. And, uh, and then once you feel confident about that, start putting your, your demos together. Your demos should not be longer than a minute, a minute and a half at the most. And there's four different styles of uh, voice acting you can do. There's, uh, there's commercial voiceover, which is all the stuff you hear on the radio. There's, there's promos, which is the stuff you hear on TV. There's trailers, which are the movie trailers. And then there's, uh, you know, the, uh, anim uh, the animated uh, characters, which is what most of my work is, isn't that? And those are all just the characters that are in games and animation and anime. So, uh, you know, you, and, and if you want to do those kinds of characters, you know, try to find the characters that you're really good at. Don't, don't put on your demo, you know, Mickey Mouse or some, you know, some character like that that's already being done. You know, come up with your own characters, come up with your own voices, because the thing that makes you unique is going to get is going to be the thing that's going to get you hired. 100%. I think in, inside of that, what you said, I, I picked up something that I want to ask you about. When you said y'all do a lot of cold readings and, and, and cold recordings, is yeah. does the, the does the uh, need for improv skill come into play in that, being that you're just, you're picking up the script right then and there? You may have an idea for your character, but you gotta, I, I assume, maybe do some improv in that situation. Well, there's really no improv in that, to be honest with you, because it's all scripted. But but the thing is, you know, improv is always a helpful thing. You know, it's always good to have that in, in your hip pocket. You know, you never know when that's going to come in valuable. And it's always good to be able to just go with stuff and uh, and be able to, uh, you know, be uh, fluid when you're in the booth. So, uh, you know, improv is always helpful. I would always recommend, the, you know, actors take improv and, and uh, try to get good at that as well. 100%. I want to ask you. We got the Lupin story. I want to ask you if you remember anything from another big character, I'd say, 
that I really enjoyed of your work is when you played Batu in the Ghost in the Shell series. Yeah, Bato was a was a great character, and uh, it was another thing where we did a movie. Uh, the first one was the Ghost in the Shell movie that came out, and I was uh, Bato in that. And I, I didn't really think much of that either. I loved the movie. I thought the movie was amazing. I thought it was a really cool idea, and uh, and I didn't think much of it. And then uh, about two years later, they called me up and said, "Hey, we're we're doing a series now of that movie." And I thought, oh, great, you know, I'll do the series. And they said, yeah, we want you to come in and audition. I said, you want me to come in and audition? They said, yeah. I said, oh, okay. So, uh, you know, I found out later, it was like 200 people that were auditioning for this this character. And they only kept two of us from the movie. It was me and uh, William Knight, who plays Aramaki in the, in the uh, series. We were the only two they kept from the movie. The rest, they recast everybody. And I was really, really happy that uh, they kept me as Bateau. Because uh, I love that character, and it's probably because I sound a lot like the guy in the uh, movie. But we have some. Uh, I can't. I can't say what it is now, but we have some. Actually, some new news about Ghost in the Shell coming up soon, and uh, hopefully, I'll, I'll be able to share with all you guys soon. Ooh, that would be amazing! Can't wait to hear that news later on. I want another series. I, I I just got. I got to go down the list and ask you about. I don't if the series sure. Monster. That was such. A, a mystery and thrilling series and you played inspector heinrich lunge and that that's the guy who's chasing after the doctor the whole time trying to figure out the the story how was that experience yeah lunge was an amazing character he uh you know i i really enjoyed doing that show a lot because it really was it was uh it was just like doing a live action uh, uh movie you know it was just and the character was was fascinating because he was so obsessed with uh, capturing his, uh, you know, the, the criminal that he, uh, you know, he basically forsake his family, forsake his personal life. He just, he was just totally focused on, on getting this guy. And uh, it was, uh, it had a lot of twists and turns in it. And it was a very interesting story. And I, I really enjoyed working on that a lot. And I, I wish that it would have gotten more exposure than it got, than it had because uh uh, the people that saw it really, really enjoyed it, and I just think a lot of people missed the boat on that one. No, I, I definitely agree with that. I came into it very later in life, but I'm glad I found it when I did because it's such a compelling story, and just the 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 villain itself, and uh, and oh my goodness, I can't believe I'm forgetting his name, but uh, the villain itself is so captivating, and the way that they pull the Doctor into all these different all these different scenarios that all end up tying together it, it just makes for one of the most impactful things and i think if people missed out on it they should definitely come to this point now to where they check it out oh with johan liebert i think i think johan's one of the greatest villains in in not just uh animation or anime but i think he's a great villain in, when it comes to like you said in live action and that's i assume why it was such, such captivating because it, it didn't feel like the typical anime it did feel like a, a movie movie out when when you yeah, when you it, watch it, it felt very very real. I mean, it was uh, it was a very cool uh, series. I love being part of that, and I really look forward to working on that every day. And uh, he was a he was a really interesting character, uh, Longe. I liked him a lot. Uh, Tenma wasn't that the guy he was chasing? Tenma. Yeah, no, he was. was Doctor Tenma was the was the innocent man, and he was trying to prove himself right against uh, Johan, the twin. Right. And, you know. It was a little similar to, uh, this is way before your time, but there was a series called The Fugitive, 
which they based the movie on with Harrison Ford. Okay, um, I've seen the movie for sure. Yeah, and uh, you know, and, and there was a lot of elements in that where the guy was an innocent man, and you know, the cops are chasing him, and he's he's trying to prove his innocence while being you know hunted down at the same time. So uh, there was a lot of of that, but you know, the thing that made it interesting it was it was kind of from from my character's point of view, and my character was was uh, was as crazy as the bad guy. <laughs> so it made it it made it a lot of fun. But and, from uh, one. Oh no! Go ahead, finish. I don't want to cut you off. No, I just—I was just going to say it was really a, a really fun uh, series to be part of. I really enjoyed uh, working on that. From one side of the spectrum, being super serious and and very, very deep level content. To not saying that this isn't, but this is on the comedy side. Bo 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 bo. How was that? That that show still makes me crack up to this day. I absolutely love yeah. it. And, and you played the title character. Yeah, that was a really crazy show. Uh, blah 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 blah. Um, uh, you know, they kept asking me to do that. I auditioned for it, but I was super busy at the time, and I just looked at the show and I thought it was just ridiculous, you know. And I just said, nah, you know. And I just kept turning them down, and they kept coming back to me. I guess they really wanted me to do it, and they they had had a bunch of people audition that they just weren't as happy with, and they kept hounding me and hounding me and hounding me and. Finally, I, I think after the fifth time, I finally said, okay, I'll do it. I said, but, you know, I have to, I have to, you know, work on the weekends and stuff like that. Cause I was, I was really, really busy at that time. And uh, so they worked around my schedule, which was, which was kind of a good thing and a bad thing because, you know, when, if you watch the show, you know, he does all of his stuff and then he turns into this little girl and he does this really high voice and then he does a lot of screaming. So you know, they would stack. Sometimes I had to do, you know, 10, 15, you know, episodes at a, at a time, you know, and it was just, it was really taxing on my, uh, on my voice to do that. But I'm glad I did. It was really a funny show. I, I wrote, I think I wrote three of the episodes and, uh, and I had fun, but, you know, I wrote my, the episodes I wrote, I thought were hilarious and they just kept taking all the jokes out of them. So I finally said to him, well, I'm not going to write this anymore because you're taking all my jokes out. So forget it. So that was the end of my writing. <laughs> I got to ask you, because moving from one just amazing character to another one, I think one of your other huge characters has to be Joseph Joestar in JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, being that you get to play young man Joseph and then old man Joseph. Just talk about that experience. Well, that was that was one of those shows that, you know, you never know what's going to happen. And actually, that that was that dragged on for several years because. We initially did three uh, uh, episodes as a, you know, as a kind of a thing to try to get it sold so that they could make it do the series. And they had us all do English accents in it. And uh, and I don't know what happened, but the, I guess the, the client or whoever decided, no, we don't want the English accent. So it came, we went back and we re-recorded it with uh, just regular American accents. And I think it worked a lot better, to be honest with you. Um, and we, you know, they released it and... You know, they had, uh, I, I just remember when I didn't know anything about the show, to be honest with you. And, and, and I, and I, you know, I do, I work on hundreds and hundreds of shows all the time. And I, when I watched this particular show, it was so fascinating to me. I actually had to watch the series, which I can't say that about a lot of shows I work on just because I don't have the time to do it. But this show was really, I thought was really fascinating. And I love the way they get painted into a corner every episode and they get out of it somehow. I just thought it was really kind of brilliant the way they did it. 
And uh, I just love that character so much. He's, he is, uh, uh, there's a lot of him in me and, and a lot of me in him, I guess you could say. And, uh, uh, it was just, it was a good, it was a really good fit, that character. So I remember we, they, they flew me out to ASIN, which was at the time, I think it was uh, Warner brothers, Tokyo owned the, owned the show. They don't anymore, but they flew me out to ASIN to do a presentation. We had those three episodes and we showed the three episodes and the people went nuts over it. Just absolutely nuts. The place was just packed and crowded and it was just incredible. So, that's uh, you know, yeah, that's amazing. Great. No, uh, look, I got to ask you, if you could have any stand from the show, which stand would you take? Well, I have to I have to be uh, faithful to uh, you know, purple. <laughs> 100%, 100%, 100%. I got to ask you before we get up out of here, because this is something, a work that's that's out now and it's 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 recent, recent work. And. I absolutely love your portrayal because I'm a DC comic stand. So to hear you as the Joker in Mortal Kombat 11, it was absolutely amazing. And I want to applaud you for the amazing work you did in that game. How how is doing that game and just how is it being taken on the Joker? Well, thank you. I, I really appreciate that. And I have to tell you, you know, I've been doing the Joker now for 12 years. I, it started in Mortal Kombat versus DC Universe. And then I did Injustice, Gods Among Us 1 and 2. And then I did another thing called Infinite Crisis and a couple other uh, other things as the Joker. And so uh, when they asked me to uh, come back as the Joker in Mortal Kombat 11, I was absolutely thrilled. I mean, anytime I can do the Joker, he's another one of my these characters. I absolutely just love playing him. He's just, you know, it's so much fun uh, to play the Joker. And I, I just I have a blast doing him and the people at. Uh, NetherRealm Studios are just terrific, and I love them, and they're they're super great. They also cast me as Raiden in Mortal Kombat, so uh, you know I love. He's another one of my characters that I absolutely love, and uh, you know there's a lot of really great ones out there that uh, that have just been great. But the Joker really is he's one of the most iconic characters that I play, and uh, you know obviously when when people say to me, you know, if I, if I meet some stranger in an elevator, when they say, what do you do? And I tell them, I am a voice actor. If you tell them, you know, when I tell them I, I do the Joker, I mean, they immediately know who that is. I could tell them some of the anime characters I, I do, and they could look at me with a blank face, you know? So, yeah. but, uh, but it's, it's nice to have those iconic characters that uh, everyone recognizes, you know? 100% and, and it doesn't get more iconic than the Joker. I, I got two questions to get us out of here. The first one is if you could sure. do, if you could be any character in any, anyone that your dream character, what would it be? Uh, you mean in voice or on camera? Whichever one you prefer. <laughs> well, I'm a little old now to do it, but you know, I always wanted to be James Bond, you know, and who doesn't really? Um, but uh, I would love to do him on camera at some point. But maybe now I'm old, I can do him in an animated version or something. But I, you know, and I, the other one is Batman. I'd love to do. I, here's my idea: I'd love to do Batman and the Joker in the same movie and voice them both. Oh, that'd be amazing! I'd love and just you know, hearing your voice all over different characters. I would love to see your take on Bruce Wayne and Batman. Yeah, that would be awesome. I would love it. Well, oh, awesome. a little and then bit of my the, uh, the new Mortal Kombat, when he's got the Batman puppet, he does a little bit of Batman. He true. Batman. <laughs> that, is, that is very, very true. So this is the final question we ask everyone. If you're the writer, director, 
uh, everything behind the Richard Epcar movie. How do you want that movie to end? <laughs> well, hopefully it'll end uh, happy, you know, have a happy ending. <laughs> uh, you know, that's the way I want that movie to end with a big happy ending. 100%. That's um, awesome. Thank you so much, Mr. Epcar, for coming on the show. Tell the people they can find you out on social media. Yes, please, 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 if you're listening to this, do me do me a personal favor and follow me on Instagram. I would really appreciate that a lot. I have uh, kind of a weak uh, following right now because I got started late in the game, and I'm trying to bolster my Instagram uh, following. So if you could do that for me, I would really greatly appreciate it. And I post a lot of stuff on that and uh, uh, tell people about the different conventions I'm going to and that sort of thing. I wish I could promote some conventions on your show right now, but because of this this damn virus thing, everything's been shut down, sadly. So I'm hoping, you know, my, my big hope for everyone is that uh, we can get beyond this, this uh, uh, coronavirus and that everyone stays healthy and safe. And, uh, you know, we're going to have to quarantine ourselves for a little bit longer. And I hope we can do that. And I hope this, this crap goes away and never darkens our door again and we can get back to normal. Yeah, no, 100%. Y'all be sure to go follow Mr. Epcar on Instagram. Give him a follow on Twitter, Richard Epcar. Thank you so much for coming on the show, Mr. Epcar. I really, really appreciate it. Let's get back to the... Oh, 100%. Let's get back to the rest of the show. want to thank Mr. Epcar for coming on the pod. Loved the voice acting uh, advice. Loved hearing your story. Loved hearing just the, the monkey punch story. Loved hearing just everything about your just your time from getting to do uh, Batu and everything with Joseph Joestar. Super, super dope interview, and I really appreciate you for coming on. You guys, be sure to follow him on Instagram and Twitter. Go go get his Instagram follows up, because like he said, his, he started late, so we got to get his numbers up. So be sure to go follow Mr. Epcar on Instagram and Twitter, because he's always posting and interacting. But thank you again. Chris, it's time to get into the review portion of the show. Let's start off with the row. Hey, row. It's over, brother. Season one is done, and I'm so sad. But... Let me tell you something that you may be interested in. When it gets to Netflix, you may get a dub. No, for sure. Like just the just seeing how they did B Stars, I feel like that's how they're gonna do Doro Hate the Road because they dropped it in Japan. They're like, "Hey, I like that. All right, we're gonna give it to America now." And uh, we got the dub same as the same time as the sub for um, B Stars. So hopefully, they do the same thing. They dropped it on Netflix with the dub, and that might be what's taking so long for it to drop on Netflix in America because they don't want to drop the sub and then wait. Because uh, it's dropping on Netflix, you know what I'm saying? I've never seen a sub drop on Netflix, then a dub drops on Netflix later, because nobody would even know. Like They would just update it and be like, the dub's dropped. It's like, oh, I already watched it. <laughs> you know exactly. what I'm saying? I watched exactly. it in sub. So they're so probably going to drop it. Uh, and I, are you going to check it out just to see how, what it's, what it's yeah, hidden yeah. for? Yeah, I'm I know. I do like the sub, though. This is going to be one of those ones that you got to do it right. Like I, 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 I don't know if I told you this, but I've been watching Demon Slayer still. Like, you know, I'm a Demon Slayer stan, so I'm going to watch the... <laughs> as the episodes drop in America, I will watch the English dub. And I have... Bro, I don't know if you saw the most recent episode, but it was just atrocious. Not to <laughs> diss anybody. I don't. I really don't want to diss anybody, just in case we have any interviews with them in the future or anything. And I would like love to talk to some of these voice actors, but I did not like Rengoku. I didn't like Tengen, because people know Tengen's my boy. That's my, like... You know, Skate's my favorite you know, of the MCs and Tengen is my favorite Hashira. Like, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You got to do the boys right. And they did Tengen dirty. I didn't see the, I didn't hear the word flamboyant once in that Dang. episode. Dang, they he didn't said, say it? Like, he said, man, I'm moving with flair. 
And then he was like, ah, something about spicy. I was like, nah, bro, nah, we're not moving <laughs> with flair. We're not. That's not what we ever since we first seen you in the anime, everybody on Twitter was like, we moving flamboyantly. Why, as a dub company, would you take that out? Why would you? I don't know, man. Flamboyant's not a good word. But see, that's we're not talking about Demon Slayer right now, but they, <laughs> Doro Hero, they have to do it well because I am very critical on my dubs after I watch the sub. Yeah, I look, I love these characters. I am in. I need season two like tomorrow. I cannot wait for next year this to get I might go dive into the manga. Yeah, no, like there's a good chance that by by next episode I'm I'm in the manga because I'm loving it. Like, but see that that's the thing. I love the animation so much. Like everything about this show is one of those where it's like I'm I'm gonna have to fight myself because I really, really love the anime. And like if we get to season two and there's gonna be a season three, I don't know if I'm gonna be able to hold myself because they've made me love every character. And then you start off episode eleven, and we talked about this a little off air, but it's if you're gonna finish the season with two more. There's some questions we need answered. We know we're not getting the full details of Kaimon. That's leading as Kaimon figures out. We'll figure out. But we got a good stuff in the next episode. But in this one, it's like, okay, what are we going to do? We can't give us Nikaido's backstory. It's too, it's too early for that. We still got to figure out Kaimon first. They gave us In's backstory with episode 11. And that was absolutely... I, I loved it, man. I loved getting to know In because it was like, like we said for all the other uh, reviews of it. I, that was the one character of the show that I couldn't gravitate with. I couldn't grasp. And now it's like, okay, I understand you more. And I'm st- after everything I've seen and knowing that this is what made you like that, it's like, okay, I can rock with you now. For sure. I'm not going to lie. You know I'm a villain guy. So I did like seeing some in backstory as well. I, I, I didn't really care for in before. Now he's still not my favorite villain of all time, uh, but he's still pretty dope. Yeah, no, it's it just great story seeing how – whoever this masked guy is or this cross-eyed homie is that was killing all of N's people, we see N meet up with him at the end after he messed up Shin and Noi, and then N just goes all out. We see him without his mask, and then all of a sudden he's like seeing this dude straight up leave headless or what we what, what it appears to be is headless going inside a, a booth, and it's like, yo, what is this? Is this Kaimon? And this leads into the next episode because the episode really ends with uh, Shin finding the doctor, sending them home to he takes care of them. So that gets Shin and Noi out of the final episode. So they're looking at the the, the doctors and bringing them back to life because the little the, um, the the child doctor is the dude who saved Shin's life, and so they're paying them a favor. So they're going back to the hole. But freaking uh, at the end of the episode. Nakaido just walks past uh, Kaimon as these they're doing like this bake off pie off with Tanba's crew and like this other lady who was part of his squad was putting out like pheromone magic which could get in away from Nakaido so all the women were free to do whatever they want and he sees Nakaido walk past and like he grabs her and that's how the episode ends and it starts up next with just big battle between them. Nakaido's basically whipping Kaimon's ass. Kaimon gets his ass whipped, but I get it. He's not trying to fight his homegirl. And all of a sudden, this this dark shadow person stabs him. But even before all, stabs Nakaido, and she's down, the devil takes out the contract within, gives it to the crazy uh, imp dude who wants to bang in, and then he transforms him, sends him to go get within, so Inda has, has no idea. Nakaido and Kaimon are sent to... Uh, the place uh, where they think the boss or the research vicinity is for the cross-eyed gang, and they end the story saying they're going to be friends forever. But the thing is, we learn about Risu. Risu's at that part of town. We learn that Risu's the guy inside of Kaimon's mouth. But we also see 
that Risu's ass was was being like a, a assassin type deal for the uh, Cross Eyed Gang, and there was this mysterious homie with a mask on who who looked a lot like Kamon, fought with a knife, and we didn't get to see his face. So my question to you is: Is that Kaimon, the guy that we saw with the mask talking to Risu, or is Kaimon the guy that we saw killing everybody in In's group that ended up walking with his head off, or are those both the same person? Might be the same person. That's the kind of vibe I was getting, and I do think that is Kaimon as well, you know what I'm saying? But, like, you know how there's a million different, to me it seems like a million different Risu heads popping up all over the place? Mm-hmm. Like, earlier on in the season, I feel like that Kaimon's gonna have something similar, because Kaimon's definitely in tied with Risu somehow, and I'm I'm looking forward to seeing what's going on with Risu, what's going on with the cross eyes, and what, who who this masked guy is, and if he is Kaimon, how that how everything played out because that is so confusing. You know what I'm saying? Everything is is the best mystery ever because usually uh, I, I I always talk about Attack on Titan and how the beginning of it, the mystery had me too uninformed. Like it was too mysterious for me to kind of get into it. This is like, not saying I don't care, but I want to know what the mystery is, but I'm loving not knowing what the mystery is, if that makes sense. Like I'm, I'm loving the whole journey to get to the, the, the mystery getting Same. Solved. No, 100%. 100%. Like, I, I am... They're, they're lay, laying so much info down, like, before we thought Kaimon could have been Risu. Then we find out Risu's the dude in Kaimon's head. So who is Kaimon? Is he dead Risu? Because you gotta remember that head they found was, like... I Like, Noi brought it back to life or some shit like that. And then, like, how is Risu inside of Kaimon if that if his head was... Like, there's so many answers. Then is, is Kaimon Risu's homie or, and is Risu's homie that dude that was killing all the ends boys? I got to know all that. But then on top of that, we got the devil mystery with Nakaido. Like, did Nakaido's homie turn into a devil? And then, like, is that devil, like, is he going to get caught out by the devil organization because he helped Nakaido with uh, In? Like, In's going to be pissed. Also, the fact that In survived hell, crazy. Like, great final two episodes to finish out the show and make you want to understand what's going on. And I loved how they pulled... Noi and Sh- because if Noi and Shin were around, Kaimon and Nakaido wasn't getting that off. So I get why they the, the writer pulls them away. And I'm not gonna lie, they did it so wonderfully. I remember they had an episode in the middle of uh, this season that felt like a filler episode, but they tied it into the story very well because the whole episode wasn't like that. It was like a filler esque. Oh, you talking about the baseball episode? episode? The baseball episode and low key the one where they had the um what was that holiday? Mm, yeah, 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 where it was the like the zombie walking dead, but that's where you first meet the doctor, I think. Exactly, but what I'm saying is those those parts of the story felt random until you got to why they were there, and to me, this episode was one hell of a finale because it was such a roller coaster. The beginning is so funny seeing uh, Kaimon dressed up with that that burger mask and how about I'm homeboy's <laughs> wife, and they're like, "What his wife? You look like a dude." He's like, "Nah, I'm his wife." And he's like, my name's uh, Pie Man. And he's like, wait, Pie Man, but you're a woman? Whatever, we don't care. And uh, just seeing the fact that he's he's masquerading as, uh, what's his name? Boss Man. Uh, oh, Tomba. Tomba. He's, he's acting like his wife. And then you see they're going through the cook-off, and the chick pulls up. And like, who is this chick? She's never been. This is a weird time to introduce a new character during the finale. But uh, she's an ex-employee. She used to have a crush on him. And when she finds out... He's over here cooking with his uh, quote unquote new partner, new wife. She's like gets furious. To me, that was just it was super. To me, it just it drove home Dorohito's comedy, 
and um in such a, a wonderful way because you've got a great finale as far as action and more mystery but they still executed on that comedy because uh this is one of those ones that the genre is action sanine horror comedy it's like y'all getting a lot off in one show and to say that they're not lacking in any department like they're giving tens across the board like i loved the comedy aspect of the first quarter of this episode and I, I gotta say that just to be like to me and i, I gotta give this episode you know a hundred percent Oh, I'm giving it and see the comedy one that's 11 12 is the one where we find out about Kaimon's backstory but I'm giving them both fives like they are both like I and, and this isn't blasphemy to say this but at this point in time and I'm and I, and I know I'm gonna backpedal when we review my hero because I actually <laughs> am coming in here and, and gonna say a lot of nice things about it but I just gotta call a spade a spade at this point in time Derohe Dero is the best show of 2020 and I don't see anything beating it anything I'll give it that for sure unless promise uh, promise neverland season two pro has potential to beat it because this is going to be a great season but other than that i don't see anything beating to row hater because this was an amazing 12 episodes oh yeah like they, they, we started off the year super strong we were talking about how we're not going to get a lot of slappers this year but we're going to get some continuation to some slappers like you said promise neverland attack on titan uh maybe even oh, Demon wait, Slayer. damn wait i forgot attack on titan's coming out damn see I'm caught up in the manga. I don't know how it ends. Depending on how it ends, could make Attack on Titan season four the best season of the year. But Jesus, the anime talk awards are gonna be tough because the Rohe the Rose like the front runner right now. Bro, we came in so strong, and I don't know if we're gonna be getting any more heavy hitters like this. So it's it's good to see this like start the year off because it set the bar super high. I'm not gonna lie. The only thing that may be able to touch it will be some of these new Crunchyroll exclusives and some of these um True. continuations like Promise Neverland and AOT. True, 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 true. Oh, yeah, we didn't talk about Tower God in the news section. That'll be out on April 1st. That'll be out Wednesday by the time you guys hear this. They dropped a new trailer. It was dope. I'm just, I'm excited to see that. Speaking of just the Crunchyroll originals, that's going to be it. Yeah, we're, we're done with Dorohedoro as far as this season. Um, I was, you know, trapped out the man with, I don't want to say the site. You know what I'm We all know what site I was watching. Yeah, on. facts, facts. But facts. Um, while I'm searching, I'm looking for the last episode, and there's two. We get there's the like OVA. OVA. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so ready for the OVA. Like Yo, it, but wait, wait, did you watch the end credits for episode 12? Uh, I, don't, I don't recall. Ooh, because they oh, yeah, showed... I yeah, I did, because it, it wasn't like your typical ending. It was like a yeah. season finale. I did watch it. And they showed like the potential of the villains the next season. I like, end might not be the main one, but end's going to be around. But we see them cross-eyed gang dudes. And I'm excited for that. Like, I'm excited for just the... All we got is season one, and... Like I was saying, I'm gonna have to go back and uh, read the manga because when I was when we first started the series, I watched the first. I thought it was gonna be done, and I, I I didn't think it was gonna be long. But when I went peep out the manga, the manga did seem to be a, a healthy length of chapters, and um, I'm not gonna lie, the the animation style is amazing, like the way that the fluidity of it. But the art in the manga matches the art in the anime, so it it looks really detailed and really beautiful in the manga. So I might have to catch up. I don't know how much more I could wait because this. This is great, bro. This I'm so happy. Just to say, this might be the first quote, if this is even considered sane-in, because to me, it's more horror comedy. To me, it just seems strictly horror comedy. But if it's going to be a long-running kind of sane-in, this might be the first one I get into. And, 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 and look, I'm so happy that we took the chance to watch this because we were, we, we were talking like, man, what are we going to watch? We're trapping out the bandwidth, but we gave it a shot. And this this it did not let us down. This is like when we reviewed... You remember when, when we reviewed my Mob Season 2, and I was like, yo, Chris, you got to catch up on Mob. And then when you caught up, and then we watched it, 
it just hits so well. And this one just started off this year so well. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. This one and B Stars, even though we're not, we were reviewing B Stars week to week. Yeah, I got solid. B Stars, just whammies, double whammy. And one of them I didn't expect much from. And this one I didn't really have a lot of expectations until I saw the trailer. We watched the trailer and I was like, "Oh, this looks really dope." I'm like, I'm excited for this one. And I said the same thing for ID Invaded. The ID Invaded trailer looked crazy. And then um, we we watched it and I'm like, "It's pretty dope," but it didn't wow me like Doro Hitero wow uh, wowed me. This one is just. It's amazing. And look, let me give ID Invaded his credit because it picked up later in this. Like, that's a show that, like, had to build this, a lot of building. But, like, that show ended very strong. But or it's still going on. But, like, that show that show's strong right now. But with DeRoe, hey, DeRoe, my goodness, this one is just this is on that level of, like, this is just great, man. Like, as long as they keep this content up, this might be one of the best animes of all time. And I know it's early to say after season one. They took so much care with this. You could tell. Yeah, they did. You could tell they knew they had a big deal on their hands. You could tell they were sitting there like, we could drop 2019, but why would we do that when there's so much greatness dropping? This is going to be overlooked. Let's drop this 2020 when not too much is happening. You know what I'm saying? It's going to be, we're going to dominate first quarter of this year. And hopefully we can get a dub and we can get a Netflix release in America before we start getting all these Attack on Titan, Promise Neverlands, because I don't want this to not get talked about. I want this see, to, I want to be able to talk thing. to people about. Like, I, we're ahead of the curve right now. I know people are watching, but for the most part, anime Twitter is not enveloped in this yet. And when this hits, oh, boy, it's going to, like, it, I, and that's the thing. It has to release at the right time because I don't want this to be missed. And I think Netflix NX, the way they've been promoting Beastars, I think they're going to promote this one heavy, if not heavier, because this is a big, big deal for Netflix. Like, honestly, with Beastars and this... Netflix is starting. I'm not going to say they've turned the tides, but they saw what Amazon was doing and they were like, we got to compete. And like, this is how you compete. And see, to be honest with you, Netflix knows what they're doing. I'm not saying Netflix knows what they're doing because they definitely have failed me before. But um, Netflix definitely, they, everything they drop, people peep it. Like whenever they drop High Score Girl, people was watching High Score Girl, uh, Seven Deadly Sins. Uh, people just watched that because they were watching it on uh, Netflix. You know what I'm saying? Most of their originals even if they don't hit, because we know they've released some disappointments like Berserk, people still pull up for it. People are like, ah, we hate 3D, but let's see what this Berserk's hitting for. Yep, just what we thought. It was going to be trash. Did I say Bleach again? I meant to say Berserk. No, you said Berserk. You said it. You <laughs> okay, said the right thing. Sure. Same thing with, like, uh, for example, Netflix has something that slipped on the radio, Hero Mask, Series the Jaeger, but that's because they put out a lot of stuff like Baki, which doesn't hit as hard as they thought, Keegan Asher, that doesn't hit. But see, when they dropped B-Stars, it was like, okay, People are people are digging this. This one, Netflix better come with something like this again for the next the next big drop, because after they drop this, they're in contention. Like I like like I said, Amazon to me is still the best for like original like non shonen anime. Because like what Amazon has with Vinland, Inuashiki, Banana Fish, uh, Dor- Dor- Dororo, like uh, Blood of uh, Blade of the Immortal. That shit is fire. But if Netflix is doing shit like B-Stars and this, oh, okay. Y'all are here to compete. They got some contenders. That's what I'm saying. And I, I'm, I'm just, like, I can't speak its praise enough. If you listen to this podcast and you take our word for what we say, I, look, go trap out the bandwidth and just watch Duro Hey Duro during this quarantine and you won't be let down. You know the site. We don't have to say it. Trap out the bandwidth. You'll find it if you look hard enough. Facts. 100%. But let's get to My Hero. 
And I know I said that like Duro Hater Rose probably the best anime of 2020 right now, but these My Hero episodes, episode uh 86 is the episode where we finish out the gentle in the uh festival and we see the singing and this was My Hero slice of life. But Chris, let me say something about this. Because when this episode ended, I was sold. And even more so sold when I saw we're getting the end of her Hawks arc in this season, or at least most of it. I was like, well, I think we're going to get, bro, I think we might finish it because it's not that long. It's just a battle. So wait, we we, we just going to bunch the, uh, the, the, the two episodes together, right? Uh, we, yeah, I mean, we could talk about them uh, together. We can, but uh, I'm just saying with both episodes, seeing this episode, I was much more satisfied with episode 86 and just the way they handled it and seeing Jiru happy, seeing Aerie break the curse of uh of uh overhaul, seeing like just 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 it just felt good. And it didn't feel like whereas some of the gentle stuff felt a little fillery like leading up to it, but this this felt good and I got behind it. Did you not like episode 86, the festival scene? <laughs> uh, I'm very uh torn with mm. this one because episode episode 86 it was cool but i have never been more bored watching a <laughs> episode than watching the fucking the whole um festival the festival to me was just a waste of space i get it but bro i, I ain't gonna lie me and my girl was watching this she was half ass watching she was kind of playing animal crossing or whatever but i'm watching it and the whole time I'm talking to the screen, I'm like, boo, y'all suck. I'm watching their little dance number. I understand My Hero is not a dance anime. I understand <laughs> if they're throwing budget into anything. They were throwing budget into the overhaul fight. But boy, did that dancing look bad. It was offbeat. The song was terrible. I remember whenever um, the song that she sang when they were, she was proving that she could sing. Yeah, you she didn't like, like the song? I love whenever she was singing before, but now I was like, this is the song y'all ran with? I was like, mid. I was like, this is the song y'all supposed to blow? <laughs> everybody away with. I was like, this is the most mid-performance I've ever seen. And this is how I know I didn't like the, the festival. During that, I'm sitting there like, man, I wish Gentle really would have ruined this. I'm like, bro, I'm rooting for Gentle to mess up the festival. But that's just my, my thoughts on the festival. Everything else uh, after the festival, that's what I'm here for. I'm here, like, did, how, did, how did the first episode end? Because I know what we get in the most recent episode, but I, I don't remember if it got there it didn't get there in the episode. It ended with uh, Midoriya handling Aerie the the uh, the uh, apple and seeing her happy. And then like after I will the- say that was cute. That was hella cute. I, I I liked all the like the emotional character building of this episode. Yeah, I agree with you. The festival shit. It, it the 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 performance didn't look as great as like for example when Bakugo Todoroki and them kids went uh uh save those kids and they made that big ice sculpt like that shit looked crazy. The, the performance, yeah, I loved it. The performance didn't look that great, but I loved all the character stuff. But no, the episode ended with a uh, gentle uh, talking to the to the cop. Ah, uh, that was pretty yeah. cool. I, I definitely like that that little ending. So I like that- De- Deku reflecting on the fact that him and Gentle had a lot in common. That uh, I, I really like the line where he was like, "Man, I could have been that. I could be that." That's what I'm saying. Like, the little I, character, I the little off. lines that they said. That's what got me. And it was cool. I, I'll give it that. It was cool, but. Up until this point, my hero has been like bam, 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 bam. Since season three, since the end of season two, it was just bam, 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 bam. They were like punching me in my mouth with greatness, like repeatedly, left hook, right hook. And this one, now they're like doing a little quick play jab in my gut. Like, you know how somebody does the little roll? Ha, 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 I'm punching your stomach. But they about, know. To, they about to give you a haymaker. And that's why I let it slide, because instantly 
when we get into this next episode. And I'm gonna let you set it up, but bruh, when we get into this next episode, I'm like, ooh, yeah. Mm. Like I remember me and you had conversations where because you you're very good at not spoiling stuff, but you let me know kind of what's coming up so I could kind of prepare myself. And I've been hearing from you, I've been hearing from Twitter, we're getting this Endeavor Hawks arc, mini arc, whatever it's gonna be. And I'm sitting there like, okay, that sounds cool, but I don't really like Endeavor that much of a char- as a character. He's growing on me more and more each episode. I, I, I like seeing him in the movie for to a certain extent, but I'm sitting there like, what can they do to top what they've already done? And this is looking like it's about to go nuts. Now, do you see why I think the movie was is crazy for doing everything they did? I will say one thing. I remember Hawks be talked about before watching the movie, and I remember seeing him in an episode, but I didn't realize he didn't do much in the episode he you you see him in in the anime. Like you see him. And yeah, I remember Twitter. He's Tokiomi's homie. He's Tokiomi's exactly. like mentor. Tokiomi went with him whenever um, Deku went with Night Eye. I'm, I'm seeing this, and I'm like, in the movie, I'm sitting like, okay, Hawks looks cool, but I'm not really liking and Hawks. You character. remember in the first scene when they're chasing the League of Villains, it's him and Endeavor, and it's like, why are they together? Now, and like, this episode is laying, because like, honestly, now that the gentle shit is over, there's no, gat, the, the, the foot is on the pedal. We do not take the foot off the pedal from this point on to where I'm at in the manga. We're getting into this episode introduced us to it, it because and uh, me and Trooper talked about this on Bros Who Binge because he watches My Hero. And I, and I said I want to expound on this with you and see what you think because this episode is setting the foundation for everything that's to come. It's to give you the look at the world that Deku lives in. Because, okay, for example, One Piece is a show where in the beginning, it's everything that Luffy does and the world responds. Then Oda stops, and it's like, okay, now the world is responding to Luffy. We get to the time skip. How does Luffy respond to what the world has laid for him? And it's a back and forth of how does Luffy respond? How does the world respond? And it's back and forth. Naruto was how does Naruto take in what the world's giving in and how does he respond the whole time? We don't necessarily get much of what the world is doing and how the world's choices affect Naruto and how does Naruto respond to that. It's mostly Naruto's choices affecting the world. This is the moment where in My Hero we see what the world is like post All Might and the world that's setting up for Deku to respond when it's time for him to be the world's greatest hero. This is the world he's given. Now we're going to see how it gets to be as fucked up as it's going to be, excuse my language, or as bad as it's going to be, and how he will respond. But these are the seeds. We're seeing all the, the other heroes. Mirko for the first time. Crust, the washer hero. The samurai-looking dude that I forgot was in there. Uh, the dragon hero. We're seeing uh, Edshot, the ninja. We're seeing um, Endeavor and Hawks. We're seeing Endeavor's number one now. Hawks is like, let's team up. Why does Hawks want to team up? In the episode, there's a brilliant placement. You might not even remember it, or you might because it was funny, but this is something you have to pay close, close attention to because the setup was brilliant. They set up Giganto Machina earlier in the season with uh with Gran Torino. They show while Hawks is walking down the street with Endeavor, there's this dude that is stripping, and he's like, I'm going to strip, and I'm going to preserve this, this villain shit, but it's more so for the meta, meta uh, liberation, or the meta-human liberation army. They show the book inside of the stand which these people are reading it's setting up for the my villain academia arc all of this 
that we get from this point on is just heat. And we see the first of the high-end no-moves, and that's going to be the battle between Endeavor and Hawks. And can Endeavor succeed and show people that he's the number one hero? Nah, this is this is this is lit. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. Uh, this whole episode to me was just like you said, gas on the pedal. It really painted the whole gentle arc that I was just not disgusted with, but disappointed by. It but, painted okay, wait, that as like the calm before the storm. And let me and let me say that because I think the gentle arc does the thing where it's like, okay, Midoriya is at this point now. Now, now we have to take him from this point where he's confident in his skills enough to where he can handle what the world's about to throw. And how does he grow seeing what the world's about to throw and how does he get to that point of greatest hero? This is like the, this, this is like a times like the gentle arc is kind of like like you said the calm before the storm. And it's really the calm between storms cuz we really just got overhaul. So if it's like it's kind of unbelievable to get that much craziness back to back, you need to have a little bit of calm between the storms, you know what I'm saying? This is definitely like how you said a time skip. You see Deku get his new little haircut. This is kind of like the, not saying filler, but the beginning of something new. I feel yeah. like it closed the chapter of these are kids. It's opening the chapter of, okay, these these are next level kids now. Like they got their licenses. They're not training anymore. They're in, they're in the real deal. They're in the field. Yeah, no, 100%. And it's like, it's time, it's time to go. And now like, it's like, okay, I get these kids are strong, but the world still needs their, who's the number one hero? What's going on with the League of Villains? Why aren't heroes researching the, the League of Villains? We're about to get into all of that. All I, of I, that I is gotta, now. I got to throw a couple things out there before we kind of wrap up the my hero review. Because Twitter, man, bro, I want to curse some people out on Twitter, right? Yeah, they, they were hating on the animation. like what? And I get it, right? And my girl, she didn't really see the hype. I was telling her about Miracle. My dad is the one everybody's thirsting over. Uh, I get it, you know what I'm saying? But she was like, I don't know. She was like, I like the dragon girl more, like blue eyes, white dragon teacher is what mm-hmm. I've been calling her. Um, she That's her favorite as of right now. But me, I kind of rock with Miriko, but I do see the uh, iconicness of her design and just all these manga panels people are posting. A lot of them posting the same ones. A lot of people, a lot of them are posting random gems and I've never seen her look bad in the manga. In the anime, I do understand they didn't capture how iconic she looks yet, but I feel like it's not her time. It's when not it her is moment time, yet. Exactly. When it is her time, I feel like they're going to give her that. I got to tell y'all, stop complaining. I forget who homegirl was with the brown hair, like the sweater. She w- with the with the four girls that were like the guests or whatever. Oh, oh, um, you're talking about, uh, um, oh, you're talking about, well, she, no, she's not a girl. She's like the, uh, she, she uh, you're talking about the, the, uh, the, 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 the pussycat crew. Yeah. Right. You're talking about like the buff homie. That's the brown hair one. No, no, I'm talking about is wait, is it? Yeah, wait, no, yeah, you definitely talking about in the in the episode when they pop up and they're like, oh, pussycat, y'all are cool. And they and they and I also love this episode because they showed Coda and it's like, yeah, Midori, you you saved that boy's life. Wait, they were in the they were with the the kids, and then the like kids. and, 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 and the kids. Yeah, and they tell the kids like, oh, yeah, we we gotta go to like the hero rankings, and that's how it gets us to the hero rankings. Huh. I will say that panel of them standing together did not look too cool. It did not look too hot. You know what I'm saying? So wait, that's not chicks? Well, uh, I don't know if one of them is a... Because, uh, see, I, I saw this on Twitter, but I didn't know if it was true. Like, there are three chicks, and then one of them may be transgender. I'm not sure. Oh. And I don't want to say if I'm... I don't want to say if it, if it is that or if it's not that. I, I don't well, know. But it looks I, like a dude, clearly. And that, and and that's why I don't know because I saw on Twitter someone saying he was he, 
he may be transgender, but he could have he could have transitioned to being who he is as a male. So I don't know. Well, I'm talking about I'm talking about the chick with the with the with the the brown hair and the kind of pinkish red outfit, not the yellow or the, oh, the okay, light okay, blue. Okay, okay. You talking about the dude, the, the the girl who uh who uh showed who told Coda about the red shoes shit, who told Midori about yeah. like look at shoes. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. I I saw the manga panel. And I was like, ah, okay. My all right, all right, Kish, uh, not Kishimoto. Oh, the disrespect. You know what I'm saying? Well, not really disrespect, but uh, I'm like, all right, Horikoshi. You know what I'm saying? You you hitting with the designs. You know what I'm saying? I saw Miracle. I'm like, I get it. But they fumbled with like a couple shots, but it wasn't that bad to where it's like, oh, they're ruining my hero. What it's I not didn't like, super or or Black Clover bad. And my thing with that is, bad. okay, Overhaul had a tremendous budget. The gentle fight looked great. Bro, if we're and I expect the end of her no move fight that we're about to get to look amazing. I'm sorry, but like I'm okay if these in betweeners just don't have the the money that these others do because the others ones are looking iconic. But I get it. But I'm not gonna lie. I saw, and of course the miracle stands gotta be like, uh, our queen is not looking up to par. I'm like, I get it, but calm down, drink some water. You know what I'm saying? Uh, the the little the little one with the the manga panel with the four chicks the uh, pussy cats I was like okay I kind of see it there but when I watched the episode I was like okay y'all are overreacting but there was a scene when overhaul not overhaul um endeavor was in the city with hawks and hawks was getting berated with fans and endeavor kind of tries to do his you know hero thing kind of cater to the fans. And you see him kind of get shut down by a kid. He's like, oh, man, you're not supposed to be trying to do all this to be cool. You're cool because you don't do all this. And then you see Hawks in the background smiling. That is the – and I'm going to screenshot it and send it to you when we get off the phone. But, bro, this was the ugliest – it was almost Dragon Ball Super Episode Five levels of ugly. They had this boy, Hawks, looking cross-eyed and derpy as hell. I Wait, like, I got to – I gotta. I'm pulling it up on the episode right now. You can keep talking. Like, I got to see this. a little ugly. I was like, that's the ugliest thing I ever seen. But it wasn't bad enough to throw me out. But I, it just hit me. I'm sitting there like, they complained about Miracle. They complained about this. Why is nobody screenshotting this? Because this is the only thing that I consider from the episode to look ugly. Oh, yeah, he is cross-eyed. <laughs> oh, but he, I was like, what the fuck is going on? I was like, they got my boy Hawks looking crazy out here. Behind but, him? Yeah, the, wait, the people behind him's eyes are like off Like, they're not center. <laughs> The whole the whole shot, I was like, ooh, so they not throwing the animation budget right here. They whew, they used up all the animation budget for season four already, because this is not it. But that's the only point in the episode where I was like, okay, it's lacking. And then after that, I was looking for it. And everything after that was me kind of being petty, kind of like, okay, now I'm just harping on the fact that they're not throwing animation money into this. But you got to realize that's what that is. You just got overhaul. They threw all the animation money into that. That looked beautiful. This is set up. Let the setup drive home the setup. Whenever we get to the climax of this arc, if it starts looking wonky, then let, we can complain. But let's just let the mid, middle of the, you know, the calm before the storm be calm before the storm. I feel like every single panel doesn't have to be, because I've seen Black Clover panels get disrespected in the anime. Yeah. They're not doing that in My Hero. So I do got to shut down the stands and the fans for being overcritical. Well, people are complaining about clouds. I was like, what are yeah, y'all doing? Was, uh, Stupidest thing I've ever seen. I was like, really? Are y'all talking about clouds? Like, y'all don't have nothing to talk about during this quarantine. To me, they had to be trolling, but they went too far with it. Like, it was a thread. I I saw that. It was like the the tweet was already too much. And then I clicked on it to read the whole tweet because somebody had quote retweeted it. So I could only read a little bit. 
Then I saw they had a whole thread breaking it down. I was like, oh, yeah, if y'all are trolling, yeah, y'all have nothing better to do than put time into this because there's no way you could not be trolling and be really thinking this. Like, I'm like, y'all are just running with the whole fad of let's let's pick apart the panels and shit on the animation because there's yeah. no way you came across that episode just 100% disappointed. That episode was better to me than the school festival episode. Everything about yeah. it, even animation. 86 gets a three from me. And 87 gets a solid four just because of the hero shit in the world. Like, I like the little details. And I know people might be like, oh, well, you read ahead, so you see these little details. But it's like those little those little things you just got to pay attention to. And when you get to them later, it's going to be like, oh, episode 87 was really good because they set up a lot of shit. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Well, see, but, tweak- but episode 86 can't get over a three for me. It can't. I'm going to tweak a couple things. Episode 80, the, the first one, 86, that was going to get a two five for me. I ain't mad at it. I'm gonna knock it down a little bit because that festival just was terrible to me. Um, it didn't. There was only a couple parts of the episode I really liked, so me giving it a two five is kind of strong. Uh, but the next episode, I'll give that a solid four or five, four point five, maybe even four point seven, just because, like I was saying, when I watched the movie, I didn't really understand how to feel about Hawks. By the time we got there and they showed us Hawks in this episode, and you know they get a little bit more, you get introduced to him more than just him popping up, and you're supposed to already know who he is. So getting introduced to him a little more, I like him a lot more as a character. He's just cool as hell to me. Yeah, now, he is. I, I can't. Before I was like, I could understand the appeal of him. Like he seems like the Kakashi kind of cool character. I get it. The girls are gonna love him. Like girls love trunks. You know what I'm saying? He's that kind of character. He's just cool or whatever. But now I'm kind of liking him as a character. You know what I'm saying? So I, I'm looking forward to him being uh, at the forefront of this art because he's becoming one of my favorite pro heroes. He, if not in my top three favorite pro heroes. So oh far. yeah, he's 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 in there. Yeah, for for me seeing as well. Him, seeing him like use his quirk walking through the city was so cool. Like whenever what, what was it? Whenever um there was like a dog running out in the street about to get hit by a bus. He like yeah, and he he, he helped that lady uh pull up her luggage, like all that little shit he was doing. I liked it. I'm I'm, I'm grown. He's grown on me as a character. Just how casually he was walking through the streets with Endeavor, and just the fact how he talked to Endeavor when he first strolled up on him was just a. He, I, I love him. Like as of right now, he's becoming one of my favorite pro heroes. So I just gotta throw that out there. I, I, that's why I love this episode. You know, I'm a villain guy, but this one's one of my heroes. That's gonna be. I'm. I'm in his corner. One hundred percent. And and look, next season you're gonna get the. You gotta get the villain academia arc as I see it next season. Next season is gonna be if they finish this arc, we're getting two major, major arcs next season. There's no way we're not. I, I'm looking forward to that because like if you say you know like if you say it's really gonna foot on the gas whole time no more letting off i'm here for it because my that's well the next the next two arcs are the explanation of the stuff the stuff that the movie spoiled i'm not gonna say it again but you know what i'm talking about Mm -hmm. that's where you find out about it and they explain it and you see uh growth and then the arc after that is villain academia 150,000 we're going to have an inevitable break between season four and five, but I'm so hyped for five. I hope we get an announcement towards the end of the year, at least when we're going to get season five, because I doubt we're going to get it before 2021. Ooh, yeah. I mean, I, that, we're probably going to get that one at the end of 2021. I'm thinking we're getting like you know a year. Yeah, you know how My Hero did last season where like, uh, or like last year it was uh towards like the end of the year? Mm-hmm. And how this oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think we'll get it towards the end. The same time, probably. You're right. As long yeah. as they give us a season a year, I ain't mad. I'm not mad at yeah, it. Yeah, I ain't mad at it either. All right, Krista, let's get into... All right, 
Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. If you do not. This is some manga shit. Yeah, if you do not want to be spoiled on Demon Slayer, if you are just watching the Demon Slayer anime waiting for the train arc, turn off the pod now. You know where to follow me and Krissa on social media. That's that's the only thing after this. And see, just 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 to give them time to get to their fast forward button, I gotta throw this out there. I have been eating these fucking Demon Slayer snacks, dog. <laughs> I think I might be addicted to them. I don't know if I got coronavirus. I got to take shit from Japan, you know what I'm saying? But at the same time, you know what I'm saying? I'm not trusting nothing, bro. I'm not trusting stuff from out of the state. I'm not even trusting no. stuff in the state getting shipped to same. me right now. We the worst state. You know yeah. what I'm saying? But I gotta, I gotta shout out Candy Sign. If y'all go to candysign.com, look for the Demon Slayer wafers. They come with a card. I got so many of these wafers. Like when it came in, I forgot I had ordered. I went crazy with the, the wafers. But I'm glad I did because I was unaware that they had little Demon Slayer cards. And I got all my faves. I got like the uh, snake dude. Uh, Igoro, yeah, I got Missouri Roji, I got you know Tondaro, and I, I just gotta throw that out there. But let's get into it. Oh, look, look, let me give him one more shot. If you are not caught up on the Demon Slayer manga, and I mean all the way caught up 200, do not <laughs> listen to this, do not. And I'm gonna give you five seconds of silence to, or maybe, maybe like three or two to get away. If you are not away, this is only your fault. All right, Chris. You did yourself. <laughs> yeah, you did see yourself. All right, let's let's get into it because yeah, we both... got some some contradicting opinions right now. I feel so. Chapter two hundred ended with apparent with what seems like at least now the death of Muzan. These last chapter, this last arc has been the battle of Muzan. It started out super super intense and. When you see the battle starter, you're like, is this going to be the end of the series? But now as we're getting to this chapter, it's like the end of the series. We might get two, three more max. And the chapter ends with a lot of death. Yep. We see yep. the the uh, the stone pillar dead. Uh, the snake pillar and the heart pillar, the Igoro e- and uh, Mitsuri... Uh, I can't I can't pronounce her name, but you you just you just Kaburgy? said it. Yeah. Couple of the year they yeah. both did they both die? I think they both died. I'm pretty sure they both did. Yeah. Both both yeah, yeah, yeah. They're done for. Toast. Even Stone Guy, he didn't die hundred percent, but he was dying when the camera pans away from his ass. Oh yeah, he did. Like no, he He, he was he, like, it's, I'm I'm dead already, dog. Just get away from me. Let me die. Because he thought he was seeing them little kids, but it was just the niggas around him. He is 100% dead. Oh, I thought them kids was really talking to him. I thought he was literally <laughs> like, all right, y'all, get away from me. Let me die in peace. I thought they was literally trying to save this nigga. And I thought whenever he told him leave, he was like, you know what I'm saying? Goodbye. He is gone. The snake pillar lost his eyesight, and it looked like he dead. He gone. So is the love I, pillar. I, I, and my slime man. And then... We see uh, the homie who could use turn into use demon's blood as a demon slayer. Uh, his big brother was going to die, but he too strong. His dad, his pops was like, nah, it's not time for you yet. So he's you still. About, uh, uh, Giyu? No, not no, not, 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 not Giyu. What's Sam- the homie, Samani. Yeah, the homie who kicked Nezuko. Yeah, Sanami. Sanami yeah. or Samani. I don't remember. He's still, he's still alive. Uh, but you see, Giyu, one arm Giyu. He walks over, grabs the sword of Tanjiro. Heart 
stopped beating, breathing is stopped. Nezuko is turned back to a human, running back, and he's like, I'm sorry, Nezuko. Is Tanjiro dead? I'm going with no. Be- even if he does, even if I'm, I'm proven wrong, I still don't, I don't think we're done just yet. But I, that may just be me, me, be, be me being hopeful. But I don't think my boy Tanjiro's dead. I, I don't think they would just lay it out like that. I don't think it would just happen that abruptly and that bluntly. I feel like they set this up to make you think he's dead. Because that's how we get the, the chapter ended. It's like a, that's a how we get the chapter ended. Cliffhanger. Okay, so my next thing, also something else that happened during the chapter when they when they panned over to like Tingen and the, and the other homie, uh, when uh when the leader of the Demon Slayers, the son, got blinded or whatever, got his eye cut. I was like, bro, why is Tingen not going to help these people fight? What is he doing? That's not flamboyant enough for my boy Tingen. Yeah, oh, yo, Tingen is why he really retired. Like he is reti- like. But Tingen's like, hey, I'm not a pillar. I don't do pillar <laughs> activities no more. <laughs> He was just listening. Like everybody's dying. Like I told y'all, I would help y'all train. Y'all train. Y'all supposed to be able to handle this shit. Okay, so I got two questions for you. Question one: Is do you like how Muzan went out? Being that you are a villain guy, I ain't gonna lie. He went out like a pawn, but yeah, it was about that time. Like I love Muzan. He's one of my favorite villains. But seeing him stretch that out, like to me. And I know you, I, we were kind of DMing about this. We kind of didn't DM too much because we were saving it for right now. But I remember you said he went out like a bitch. And I was like, he did go out like the biggest bitch. But I feel like that happened way before this chapter. I remember whenever yeah. he was and the sun was coming up and he was like, ooh, I'm out. And they were like, nah, nah, where you going? I was like, at that point, I was like, son, you suck at life. You are running away. Your moves on. You're not supposed to be running away, son. I know it's the sun. I get it. But that's whenever he went out sad to me. That's whenever I lost respect for him. I was like, all right, just kill him and get it over with. And, and see, my thing is, because I, I agree with you. I agree with you with all of that. And that's why it's like, for me, it's like, damn, bro. Like, y'all set this villain up, the Tingan arc, the the train arc, everything leading up to the, the them training to be pillars. It seemed like we about to get a fire battle when we get it. And then the battle just happens. And it just doesn't feel like it was worth it. See, to me, you know what I'm saying? I feel like that last form was Muzan's true form. That big, ugly, baby-looking thing. Yeah. I thought that was kind of tight. I, I like Muzan's final form when he was fighting better because he just seemed badass. I remember when he first introduced it, I was like, yes, my boy Muzan is ultimate villain and then we went with he went to big baby ugly form i was like Ugh, this is what demon i'm like this is more fitting i'm like this is more of what i feel like he the demons that he's putting everybody that's what they really are this is what they this what they originated from but seeing him crawling to that is like a desperation tactic and trying to run away to me i was like yeah squabble away bitch you know what i'm saying it's done it's <laughs> over for you but at this point the past like 10 15 chapters like it was like 10 15 chapters ago i want to say Maybe I'm overshooting it, but it was a long it was a long time ago that they announced, oh, the sun's coming up. I'm like, dog, how long does it take the sun to come up? Kill this dude already. Like, hurry <laughs> up. Like, I was ready for it. So to finally see it, I'm like, yeah, thank I'm to the point where chapter 200, I'm so thankful we didn't get another stretched out. Oh, he slipped him out of their clutches again, killed somebody random. No. I remember at the end, 
homeboy with the little mask on that was uh introducing Tanjiro to the pillars at first. Like he was hitting that boy with a car. I was like, this is hilarious. I was like, this is it's done now. You know what I'm saying? I don't know if you saw that little that little uh, panel, but he was. Oh yeah, yeah. When he drove the truck, I was like, "What are we I doing?" Like, I was like, "That is gangster as hell." But that, I, it definitely had to get a laugh for me. I'm like, they're literally stretching for pages right now. You feel me? <laughs> they're not even stretching for chapters no more. They're stretching for pages, trying to get to that end of that chapter where they're like, "Chandro is dead." So I thought they wouldn't just leave it on that. This is how I feel. I feel like we're about to either a, like you predict. Finish the series off, tied up in a nice little bow. Next few chapters, or get a consecutive train of ass pulls. We're about to have like, oh, Tanjiro's not dead. Oh, all the other pillars aren't dead. Oh, Muzan might not be dead. You know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like no. we're about to have either a bunch of ass pulls to stretch this out for a few more chapters, a few more volumes, or it's done. Either way. And, and look, I'm going to give a, a C option, and this has been your C option, but either, I think all of these options, deter, unless C is so great, and the way they get to C helps me understand, that's the only way I'll accept any of this. So A, I'm, I'm going I'm to I'm give C out, and C is the thing where you say Muzan's not the only demon, there's other demons out there, but I think still think that contradicts everything that we've learned up to this point. But like I said, if they explain it well enough, I could maybe get behind it. But bro, at this point, every option except the one where they just killed, like, where the one they just ended, it's like, I don't know if this series is the series we thought it was. I don't know, because up until this point, we, do, we like this is my thing. I hope the ending of Demon Slayer, whether it be next week or next year, I hope that it does not deter fans from the series because I love the series up until this point as a manga and as an anime. And if this manga end uh, is so horrible that we don't get any of the arcs that are done in the manga animated, I'm going to be furious because I get it. We're getting the Infinite Train movie. I want to see every single arc after that. I want to see the Tengen arc, the Mist Pillar arc. I want to see. Oh, I think I don't think the anime will stop because of that. I think we'll get it because like of how popular season one was, and I think if they if the movie does well and sell, I think we'll get them no matter what. But bro, I just I just personally feel if this ends like this, yo, this is not the series I thought it was, and it's crazy yeah, because not- you're right. You're right, because every arc leading up to this, I loved. But for, for them to fumble the rock like this, yo, this is, like, honestly, is this worse than Kaguya? If they do, I think it's a little bit worse than Kaguya. Yeah, but yes, thank you. I'm, I'm, I'm glad the honesty. I meant, I, meant to say, I meant to say the opposite. I meant to say I feel like Kaguya is a little worse. Oh, you tripped. Just because Kaguya, bro, you, like, they gave us so long, like it was. Oh yeah, so Kagi was an ass pull. It was, but that's what. Okay. And it was the biggest ass pull of the whole series. Give us that earlier on. Don't give us that. Damn. We don't know. We don't know how this is gonna end. But that's what I'm talking about. Okay, because see, we're predicting the ending. If they give us any ass pulls, this is worse than Kaguya because the main threat wasn't even a baller. We thought Buzan was moderate level. This nigga went out like a baby. But it's like you said, maybe that's his real form. Like it's 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 supposed to be a higher writing where it's like we see the true form of this demon. It's not who we thought it was, yada, yada, yada. But it's like, nah, bro, I ain't with all this looking deep into it with this one. I needed something else. 
I need I needed something else, especially after you kill the leader of the Demon Slayer Corps. I wish they could have escaped and we got to see how they deal with out him being there. Like we didn't have to fight Muzan right away. Facts. Like it, I, I don't it, know. It a, a, a different way, but as far as Tandro dying, I'm hoping he's not dead. Okay, if but, Tandro dies, how do you feel about the series at that point? That's what I'm about to say. I hope Tandro's not dead, but at the same time, I was prepared for Tandro to die in the tower when him and Kiyu originally started fighting. Like, remember whenever he had his little face bubbled out and, you know what I'm yeah. saying, right after they leave the tower? At that point, everybody was already talking about him dying. I'm like, okay, Tandro might die. That's a thing in my head. So now that he's dead, I feel like they prepared me for it to where not, I don't care. I really hope he doesn't. But if he does, I'd be like, okay, I see it. I saw it coming already. Y'all look like y'all was ready to kill him off earlier. And this author seems like the type of author to have it end with Tandro dying and Nezuko being uh, the only one surviving the whole situation because Tandro saves her. And you know what I'm saying? Her being a demon, she could... And her being a demon that could survive in the sunlight. And we, this is my big thing, right? We still don't know none of that mystery of Nezuko, of Nezuko and is why she, she is like she is. Yeah, okay. And that could be the asshole, the ass pull <laughs> that ties everything together, that brings Tandro back to life, that explains the Muzan situation, that explains the arc continuing if this isn't the end for Demon Slayer. I feel like we're going to get all the answers the next couple chapters for what happened with Nezuko because to me, she seems like she got rid of the demon in her. Like She seemed like she... They're talking to her like, oh, Nezuko, we're sorry. And she's like, what? It's like, this. you never saw Nezuko get lines until like chapter 190 or so. But that's what I'm so saying. Okay, another point. With you with that, I'm going to say this. Okay, if they make the pool where Nezuko can bring her alive, we learn about Muzan, whatever, it still has to end. Because it's like, even if she brings everybody back to life, the person who originated all this stuff is gone. So who are y'all about to fight? And and that's my thing. If you bring in other demons, I'm gonna be salty. I'm gonna be hot because like it's like the beginning of this is 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 stated that this whole organization started because of this one guy, and mm. all his people are dead. And like I get if they have some extra ones, but I'm not trying to see them fight just little no names. Like and if you give us a big one, it's like why does this matter? The creator of all of this is gone. Facts. We we about to see. I feel like we're missing a lot of key information and we're going to get that soon. And it's going to determine, because right now I can't decide if this is a good ending or a bad ending until we get that exposition. Because, bro, that exposition, it could either, at that point, that's when I'm going to be like, okay, this is trash. You know what I'm saying? If they do not play this execution right of the, the last, like how they tie the end together, if this is the end. And if this isn't the end, if it's such an ass pull to make me be like, okay, y'all are just, there was some point before y'all started the Muzan fight in the manga where the the anime went so crazy that Shonen Jump was like, hey, nah. Yeah. You know and that's when I'm going to be mad because I'm going to clearly see, because I feel like it's going to be obvious if they go that route, if they're trying to just stretch it and make it this is the next One Piece super long-running Shonen, I'm going to be like, nah, what, the Demon Slayer was never meant to be that. That's like how you say how Promise Neverland is a, a concise story to where we get to the oh, end yeah, of it. I don't want Demon Slayer to be a never-ending story. I want it to be a tight Death Note package where we get a, a end, a beginning, and a middle. You know what I'm saying? That's what I want to see. I want to see it's a clean like, story. And for, for right now, it's looking like it's not going to end as clean as we uh, 
anticipated. And look, I'm if if you know how you had to come in here with the bleach stuff and apologize about the video game. If I am wrong with these next couple chapters, I'll apologize. But as of now, yo, this like this series went from one of the best to having one of the worst endings of all time. Like it's up there. I would definitely uh if I'm wrong about the Tondro shit, I would definitely own up to it and be like, okay, he died. You know what I'm saying? But I got my fingers crossed, my boy. That's the only ass pull I hope they do, that Tondro's not dead. I hope they just do that line in there to have you on a cliffhanger before the next chapter to make everybody, oh, Tondro's dead. And then the next chapter, he's like, I, I, I'm not dead, y'all. I know I had no pulse and I wasn't breathing because that's what some guy on Twitter told me. He was like, uh, nah, man. This ain't like the all the other ass pools, dog. He's like, this ain't like that and that. There's reasons for this. He's like, if he he's alive after this, there's no reasonable reason, and I'm gonna be mad. Like I feel, <laughs> I feel that's but, what I'm saying. Like, I, and look, I just thought of an ass pool. You remember how his dad was like, maybe, and I don't know how they're gonna do this, but you remember how it was like, uh, he was doing the breathing thing, and where it could be like he wasn't breathing, and like he didn't really master it, so maybe his body hasn't caught up with it yet. So maybe like when the like when he sees like Nezuko screams his name, he comes back too, and it's like, oh, he was stuck in that trance of doing the dance. But even that is an ass pull to me because Tandro got his ass whooped like bad, like really bad. Like he should be. There's no reason why a human being should still be alive after all that. Right. If Igoro and Mitsuru Kur- uh, Kurgiri and uh, the rocks, the stone pillar died, his ass should be dead. Facts. So it's just like, man, Demon Slayer. Conj- like, are you ready for the? Are you ready to, to to for anime watchers and for the Demon Slayer? And like, let's say like, if this is how it ends, in like four years, when the timeline catches up to what what's going on, are you ready for the 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 Twitter onslaught that's gonna come? Because all the people who who gave it anime that who were like hyped for the anime of the year this year with Crunchyroll, all the haters. Oh, they're going to be there in a couple years. <laughs> it's going to be nuts. They still going to hate it. I already know. But I, I, at that point in time, I feel like we're going to have a lot more defense. You know what I'm saying? Uh, just because right now, I get it if you're not into Demon Slayer. You didn't get that much. But everything after where the anime left off is where, to me, Demon Slayer really, really gets in its bag and shines. No, no, like, no. I'm talking about like after that. like like Because I agree with you. I think I think... The and the the Twitter people are gonna be it's gonna be hard. they're gonna be arguing, but it's gonna be like nah, bro. The anime's killing. The anime's killing. And then when you get to the Muzan arc, when it ends, I'm talking about when it ends. The the onslaught of Twitter at that point. Ah, we just gotta see. We just gotta see how because we're about to see the end of the manga in the next few weeks. You know what I'm saying? So as, by the time we get there, if I'm not able to argue it. You know what I'm saying? You know, people are already going to know. But by the time we get to the ending of the anime and people start seeing where we're at right now in the manga and the anime, and they start saying some shit, I'm like, ah, just keep watching if they play their cards right for these next couple of chapters. These next couple of chapters determines everything. But you know the Demon Slayer hate force is going to pop out for sure. <laughs> if they are converted by the uh, Rengoku movie or the Tengen arc or the Igoro, not Igoro, uh, I forget homeboy's name, the Mist Pillar. Like, if we don't oh, get yeah, no yeah, kind yeah, of his haters... I feel like the haters are going to... Because see me, I, I turned my, my act around. I, I was the biggest attack on Titan Bleach hater. Not anymore, you know what I'm saying? I'm still not too big on JoJo's. I'm still not too big on Bleach, but I'm not a hater anymore, you know what I'm saying? That's all I can ask of the Demon Slayer fans. To give it time, let that shit grow on you, and hopefully this shit don't end like dog shit so I can defend it. Because, yo, if it is... No, bro, I'm just telling you. If it ends like this... Ooh, oh it's going to get ugly. Especially yeah, on Twitter, it's going to get ugly. 
it is gonna be though. I, yo, that year is gonna be nuts. Like, but who knows if we even get there? Cause like you know, real world shit. But <laughs> not to end on a on like a, a super sad note. But you know, you know, that's just jokes. Just jokes out here. But for sure. Oh man, that's all I really got on that. I didn't say my piece. And like I said, if if next week the chapter releases and like I and the ending is great, I'll just come in here and say I was wrong. But I can't defend if Muzan is dead which he has to be. I can't defend anything of Muzan this arc. <laughs> for real, for real. I can't defend any of that. Like, no matter yes. how they, like, even, even if I'm cool with the ending on how they d- deliver, like, closing the story, I still will say the Muzan arc is is one of the worst of the series. <laughs> Let's, uh, I, I'm just anticipating everything from now on. I'm looking at it with, like, squinty eyes because these past couple weeks I've been just waiting to rush through these chapters and get to this point. And now we're here. I'm ready to just see what, see how everything plays out. That's the thing. Like, I was waiting for it to build up and be like, yeah, we getting all this. Bro, when I read through all that and I read the one yesterday on Sunday when it dropped the official translation after seeing everybody post the Raws, I was like, yo, I know I didn't just speed read for, for this. <laughs> yo, I wish I'd have just le- left off where I was. Yeah, I just feel like we're not 100% done just yet. But we we going to see. Like, give, like, by next episode, we're going to have two new chapters. So I will definitely own up to it if this shit ended like trash. I just feel like it's not there yet to be able to tell. You know what I'm saying? For sure. It's just, this is just uh, speculation. And like I said, I'm going to come it, in here and apologize. It did get ugly this chapter, though. Like, it did get ugly this chapter. But like you said, it was leading, like, it was 10 chapters leading up to this. That was just like, what are we doing? For sure, for sure. That, that kind of pissed me off. That's the part of this that really made me mad. I'm just glad we got a conclusion or we're nearing it. Yeah, so we'll see what's up. But that's the end of the episode. Chris, tell the people they can find you at on social media. I see you already know. I, I got to plug a couple things real quick. You know what I'm saying? You, you can follow your boy on Twitter, Instagram, at Chris SJE. Definitely just dropped a new uh, new project called the Nami Tape with my bro, Mimic God from Nami Wear. You know what I'm saying? And I definitely want to tell y'all, go shop at NamiWear.com. I got me a Shohoku jacket from Slam Dunk. Got me a, you know, the SAB jacket from the Broly movie. And uh, they got the, the All Might. Uh, all my pullover right now. So if y'all like anime, y'all like drip, go to NamiWear.com, copy some drip, and definitely go stream the Nami tape. I dropped some bangers on there. Yeah, it's just hard. I do want to plug one more thing before I get out of here. Definitely, since this was the Bleach episode, I got to, because you know, you know my homies be with the anime raps, you know what I'm saying? For all my Bleach, if y'all, all my Bleach stands, if y'all need something to turn up to, that Bankai has been my song I've been listening to for the past, like, Two weeks, and I'm not even a Bleach fan or a Bleach stan. But my boy Slick, Hastic, long-time listener, you know what I'm saying, of the show, and he just throwing a bunch of questions out. Bruh, I, uh, just go to SoundCloud or go to Spotify, type in SL, apost- not apostrophe, uh, exclamation point, CK, Slick, or Hastic, or Free Soul, Bunkai. Y'all going to love it, especially Bleach fans. Y'all going to have a whole anthem for this whole year, I promise you. Yeah, that song is super hard. Shout out to Slick. Shout out to Hastic. Shout out to Free Soul. That song is killer for, especially for Bleach fans. Even for non-Bleach fans, it's like that song had me by my head. It was like, all right, I'm gonna watch. I, honestly, that song is what got me to start watching Bleach again. So to to get back on my catch-up grind. So shout out to y'all. You guys can follow me at LinBWT. Follow Bros Who Think at Bros Who Think. Be sure to uh, check out the most recent episode of Bros Who Binge. We talk top 10 Nickelodeon cartoons. Last week, we did top 10 Cartoon Network cartoons, and I left out a major one. I left out a major one for the top 10 Nickelodeon cartoons. Probably, some would say, 
the best Nickelodeon cartoon of all time. It's not on my list. You can check out those episodes to see what see what type of hullabaloo I was talking about. But it's true. The things I left off deserve to be left off. But you uh, also check out the most recent episode of uh, Bros Who Think. That'll be out on Thursday. We're going to be reviewing Party Next Door's album amongst a slew of other things. But that's all the time we got this week. For Krissa, for Richard, Mr. Richard Epcar, my name is Lennon. You guys have a great one. Thank you to everybody for tuning in. And we'll be back to video probably probably by the next episode. We'll be back to video. This is just this one-time thing. We had to get to the audio form, so everybody got to listen to it on the same day. So shout out to y'all. But if, if you uh, listen to this podcast, when we do do video content, we drop the video pod early before the audio one. So you can, if you want to uh, subscribe to us on YouTube, Bros Who Think, you'll get all the anime content right when it drops. So just to throw that out there. But that's all the time we have. You guys stay safe in quarantine. Stay at your house so we can get this over with. But you guys have a great one. We'll talk to you next time. Until then, peace. I came all the way up. Got my weight up. Got my cake up. I came up from the up. Uh, now I'm counting hundreds. Been dessert to come up. Now we getting one done. What? I came all the way up. Got my weight up. Got my cake up, yeah, yeah. I came up from the up, yeah. now I'm counting my dumb, yeah, yeah. deserve to come up, yeah. now we getting my dumb, yeah, I remember campus crossing couch riding, YouTube comic con, I was just watching, who would've thought next year they'd be inviting, who would've ever thought the stats would hit the hundred thousands, who would've thought Nami well would make me drip guy, draped up and drip thought, no I'm talking about it, yeah, hit the expo and pimp the parking lot, yeah, cosplay shorties gon' surround the squad. Yeah, finna running bands up right straight through the top. Yeah, they say eat my gang, little baby, I'm out my box. Yeah, they say I'm gon' flop, little baby, I think not. Yeah, stuck to the top like Scotch, and I'm not getting hot. Yeah, I just broke a new record. Yeah. Even if it's just by a second. Yeah. Ooh, coming down and I race it. You know you can't block me like Cedric. I came all the way up. Got my weight up, got my cake up. I came up from the uh, now I'm counting hundreds. Been dessert to come up, now we getting one done. Yeah. What? I came all the way up, got my weight up, got my cake up. I came up from the uh, now I'm counting hundreds. Been dessert to come up, now we getting one done.